Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Ray. I'm Alex Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Lit. Hey, 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 hey. Why, so where's been, the energy? You were like doing big, big laughs and now you're like, hey, 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 hey. So we're back. We're brilliant. We're back from uh, a little break. Oh, we back. How's everybody? By popular demand. <laughs> I'm just out here suffering with hay fever. That's where the hey, hey, hey came from. Yeah, I'm like, guys, Alex is here with some like... Hank, I, don't, I can't even call that a handkerchief. It's a rag. It's a rag. It is. And it's like a real, real thick one. Mm-hmm. Catching all that mucus yeah, and be, snot. You know what I mean? I've got to be a responsible person. But I'm also, guys, shit. it's June. And look at the Gemini season. We're literally like, so? We mad at you, hoes. <laughs> you guys thought you'd be getting twin A, but the sun is nowhere to be found. Twin B is having her light. She's like... I've been through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so finished. I'm so finished. Yeah, this weather is so I, bad. You know June has shown me rain. June has shown me wind. Mm-hmm. June has made me take out my autumn coat. I don't understand what's, going, what's happening out here. <laughs> so sort yourself out. People talk in to your, big Talk sky. to your element. I need to talk to Mars because um, we need to have a we need to have a long talk <laughs> because even me, I'm stressed. <laughs> Um, but also on the topic of star sign, um, <laughs> Alex sent me my tarot card reading a few days ago, right? There's From something. Leona, Leona Nicole Black, shout out to Leona. Leona Bad Nicole girl in the astrology game, doing what she has to do, telling right. people about themselves, dragging us every Drag- month. <laughs> but my so God. you sent me this, like, it was like really early in the morning, it's like seven or something. And I was doing up doing something life changing. It's so weird how I was doing in that moment, something completely life changing. Mm. And, um, Literally, you sent it to me and I watched all of it. 
And it was telling me about how she was like, you know, girl, Gemini, I'm so happy for you right now because you are doing big things. And I was like, whoa. I was like, wait, what? And she's like, this is, she got some card, like these swords in reverse or whatever. And she's like, yeah, people are going to think that you're being a bit harsh, Mm -hmm. but you have to do what you have to do. You kind of reach, and there's the justice card that came out. It's like, you are, if it's gotta be legal, it's about to be legal. And was I not doing something legal in the moment? moment ask me not alex i was shook i told you she 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 was like you've got two decisions you're gonna make the safe one and the non-safe one you choose and i literally i was in my bed in my nice bed linen because you know the night before i was like "Mm, i need some bed linen i'm not really you know i've got these big decisions to make i'm finished (laughs) and this beautiful black woman with purple lipstick told me about myself yep Yep. i was like Wow. A, but yeah, Gemini season, this, this is, it's supposed to be amazing I, and I feel amazing. Telling, so thank you. I'm telling you at this moment, cause she was, doing, she did, she did the Capricorn Tarot. Yeah. And I just looked at her and I was like, this is just, <laughs> but the thing is, and what did they, what did she say about she you? Like, oh God, do you want to hear this? I want to hear this. Oh, so she, <laughs> basically, she was basically like, you know, you're going through a season of change. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of like step forward and make decisions and mm-hmm. make a decision in your way that you're, that you're moving stuff around yeah being the new person that you're gonna be because if you keep and hold on to things you're going to just find yourself frustrated and you're gonna be stuck yeah. in a place because so when things are changing you've got to move with the change yeah and i was like you know when you sit on the end of your bed like that fox <laughs> but like and you know, I mean, over the past month and yeah. so things have been happening it's yeah like, this is just not this is this is not funny <laughs> this is not fair but it was very intense, and it was, very intense. and it was very, very much like the owner just comes. Does she do, does she do it each month for yeah, like yeah, each she, star sign? Yeah, she basically on her page she's got um, all the star signs, and she does like each month she does their June like obviously she do the June tarot. She does the, she oh, do, it's called tarot. Yeah, tarot. She'll Hilarious! Do the, I'm yeah. saying tarots. <laughs> <laughs> she'll do the Jan. She'll do the, do the August one and everything. Yeah, and she does it for each sign each month and mm-hmm. whatnot. So big up to Leona, man. That's the free one that she does, and then she will do a personal one if you when you book or buy. If you want to find out, go to her page, Leona Nicole yeah. Black. But she also has an astro mixer. I'm what going, does that, that mean? I'm going to on the twenty first. So 21st. wait, just drinks. With, no, no. With so basically, people. it's a games night. And like socializing night. She's British. Yeah, she's British. Why does she sound American? She doesn't. Yes, she does. <laughs> no, she does. Did I just put that in my head? Yes, you did. Oh wow. Um, See, guys, I'm a storyteller. <laughs> in my head, like fully in my head, she was American. Yeah, she's got the Astro Mix. So if anybody wants to go, come go down. I'm going to be there. And um, she's got this it's Astro Mixer, and it's like she kind of groups everybody up into their elements, and they're all like. Competing against each other in games. Oh, I stuff. wanna go. Yeah, we'll go. We'll I'm go, there. We'll go. I'm here. I'm there to meet my. Um, meet your makeup. <laughs> I know. I think I would like me a Scorpio. I think. Because I'm intense and I feel like Scorpios are intense. It's quiet. <laughs> I thought they're very. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody that can just respond. <laughs> just give me the heat that I bring too, I'm you know? Not, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that match. But we are. Um, but my opposite sign are Saggies. Yeah. Are you a Sag? No, I'm you're a Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> I'm on the, I'm, I'm, yeah. Basically, I, I, all I need is another Gemini because legit most of my friends are Geminis. You don't want that. Like mo- my best friends, most of them are Geminis. You don't want that. 
Why? I think I will understand them. In a relationship? Yeah. All 750 of you? First of no, all, I'm shut sorry. your mouth. <laughs> all right. So. Wow, we really need to get into it. <laughs> yeah. Hello, guys. Yes, welcome to Mostly Lit. Yeah. We're back. We're back, we're back, we're back. Um, Announcements. We're going to be at London Podcast Festival on Thursday, the 12th of September. Make sure you grab your tickets. It's all in links and bios and, yeah. and tweets and places and things that you can find it. Um, we're going to be bringing the heat again. We're going to be doing another, yeah, another live situation. Tell us what you want to hear, actually. It'll be quite interesting to see yeah. what you guys want us to you have discuss. Up, on, you have up show. until September. Yeah. So tell us everything that you want to hear. Make sure you come through, send us questions. Um, even if you have suggestions of a book you want us to do, mm. just throw them at us and then um, we'll pick. We might decide to just not go for it. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll figure that out. Yeah. So that is that how has uh, it's been a long time since we've recorded right yes it has been so what have you been up to and how have you been feeling and tell me what's uh, been happening in alex's world even though obviously i know but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> so i'm out here in these screws in these screws um so um yeah so i'm still kind of like freelancing yeah so, um oh guys check out on mondays i do this column on metro.co.uk called mental mental health and I speak to men and various men about their health, yeah. um, whether it be mental, physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual, whatever. Um, and they, for some reason, love talking to me about it. So amazing! make sure you check that out. It'll be all posted all over my Twitter stuff mm-hmm. um, each week. Um, so there's that. What else have I been doing? What Matters has been there. It's <laughs> yeah. just been rolling and just been continuing doing what it's doing. Yeah. Um, I had some amazing and funny conversations with various people. Um, who have I had recently? Hmm. Oh, you oh, had, had the McQueen. Had the McQueen. Yeah. To David and Marilyn McQueen, they were hilarious, telling me about like why marriage matters yeah. and stuff. Very good conversation. Um, enjoyed the feedback on that. We also had Alyssa Rochelle from the Vulnerability Podcast, mm. who was talking to me about barriers and Ian Levanzan, <laughs> telling me about how what boundaries are versus yeah. barriers and all that stuff. Anyway, I talk about all that stuff on What Matters. So if you guys ever want to um, have a listen, head on over. Head over there, guys. And I think right. that's I think that's it really. I don't know. Yeah, I've just been just been chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been yeah, chilling out and about. Enjoy. What about you? Alex what, is always busy, guys. I'm trying Honestly, not to be. Do you know what actually I hate? I it. literally go in a group chat and be like, all right guys, so let's meet up, let's do, you know, like drinks and cheese balls at mine. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I can even do this Friday. Alex will come and be like, yeah, so I'm not free until end of July. <laughs> and I'm just like. I think you understand. I wow. Will, I will look in my diary and cry. Because I'd be like, I just. But that's, I mean, your, that's your own personal problem. I don't feel like I need to suffer because of that. You don't need to suffer. You, you need you, to amend your <laughs> lifestyle. So if I'm like Friday, you're like, yeah, sure, Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But more time, more time, it is okay. Yeah. But I'm just more time. I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. But yeah, um, but it's good. So how have you been? What have you been up to? How have you been up? What have I been up to? It's been, I've been really good, like mentally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we continue with the therapy. And I feel like, so I was, basically, guys, I want to really go vegan. <laughs> And I know, I know. Alex, well, Alex's mouth just We have conversations to be having. I know. Um, only because, so I feel like I've kind of gone through such a growth spurt and I'm really enjoying being very disciplined and being very aware. Like I am so very aware of like my mental state at each time and I'm really aware of my body 
all tying is mainly because I'm going to the gym and I've mm. kind of, because I'm so aware and I'm very like grounded in that sense, any little like shift in my body, I kind of know. So currently I'm like, I never knew, but like carbs, are, I, I just don't react well to carbs because I went through a bit where I was like really um, lowering my carb intake mm -hmm. and I just gained so much energy that I've never had because you know in, in the Zanzibar household if <laughs> it's not a meal without rice yeah. or pasta yeah. or bread mm -hmm. um, and kind of really like I don't even remember the last time I had rice can't even lie to you um, yeah I've been doing this thing called Whole30 oh, yeah, I've just yeah, cut yeah. out all of that yeah like, um, the, the 30 days will end tomorrow when this comes out to end on the Tuesday yeah and I'm actually bored of it right now but I'm actually, <laughs> but I'm happy like once it's what right what you say once you get rid of like you just realize things, you just realize that your body can kind of survive a bit yeah. but it's about figuring out what your how to use carbs yeah. properly and whatnot so um, yeah so I really want to go vegan not for any like um ethical reasons because you know me like we will talk yeah we've had this conversation currently like obviously i don't believe in hurting animals but i believe in eating the ones that should be eaten um and i love them so i'm big carnivore but i think it's more so just like i want to challenge myself i, I want to see how my body reacts without these things so that i can better provide for it um so yeah otherwise what have i been doing i've been i've been doing writing a lot of writing mm -hmm. I'm, I've, I always say that I'm writing, but I'm writing a novel and I'm really excited for it. And it's very, I've had so many like different ideas and this is the one that has like finally like stuck to my heart. Good, good, good. And I have loads of ideas, but they're kind of like on the back bencher right now. So I'm like writing a novel and that takes up most of my time, my mornings and mm. evenings. And I've, I went to Bath Literature Festival. That was really fun with the, it's not about the Burger Girls, shout out Mariam. Um, been joining writing groups, yeah. so yeah. currently just put putting my head down, and I'm qualifying as a lawyer in um, September. Fantastic. Finally, after like bloody six years of work and tears Amazing. and sweat, finally going to be a lawyer. Um, and so I look forward to announcing that. Great, great, great. Come to me with all your contract needs. Obviously, I don't, you know, represent um, criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Got a business, then that's that's we're going lawyer, that we're going lawyer up. That's, that's right. Fine. So yeah, that's so, me. Well, that's good. All right, hi guys. So mostly news this week. What um, you got? What you got? got so you've probably seen on our Twitter um, that we had the you know the Amazon Kindle Storyteller Award is back, and you know so it's open, and you have to submit and submit an entry um, and with the possibility of winning twenty k. Uh, you, get a a yeah, you, you get a marketing campaign um, and support for the book from yeah. Amazon.co.uk, and you know even the opportunity to have it translated. I was I reading like, the terms and conditions, and I was like, "Do I have a book with me?" <laughs> I, mean, I, was <laughs> I was like, "Well, maybe I should I apply." Thought, like, you know, like, all the all my friends who are writers who are doing like self-published stuff or just sitting there and not thinking about, yeah, not knowing like about agents and stuff and whatnot. So I just thought, you know what? Check out the check out the pin tweet on Twitter and you can get yeah. some information about that. So shout out to Amazon, man. Retweet yeah, it. Yeah. So, so your fellow like writers that follow you and you know of can see it, share it out. Yeah. And like, you know, promote it. Like, and like I've seen a lot of people like linking people to the idea mm -hmm. and to the opportunity and stuff. Yeah. So I'd say, man, go about that. And I feel that's pretty newsworthy. I'd imagine. It is newsworthy. Thank you so much for mentioning that. This leads on very well. <laughs> To my mostly lit. Oh, are you reading anything? Uh, yes, I am. What are you so reading? So, what am I reading? I'm reading. So, I continued 
reading 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm completely spun again. Um, so last time I mentioned it was when we were talking to Candice on the Candice oh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just thought, let me just continue reading it now. And uh, it was, it's fantastic. It's, a, it's such a fantastic book. He basically debunks a lot of, I wouldn't say debunk, but he has a, a he has this very particular stance and he applies enough objectivity when it comes to talking about religion and spirituality mm-hmm. and um, kind of the myths that we end up believing and why it informs a lot of our decisions and our choices. Mm-hmm. And I think, and one of the key things that he mentioned was that humans um, differ from animals because they create and believe fictions. And because they create and believe fictions, they alter um, consciousness across the world and the, and like and throughout history. Okay. So I was like, okay. And then he was like, oh, um, fake news. Yeah. So I talking about fake news. And I think I'm trying to decide when this was written, but obviously Trump was definitely in power yeah. and Brexit was happening. But he was basically like, you know, if Trump's talking about fake news, but he's like, you know, if you have a story that is believed by a few people for yeah. a moment that's false, then it's fake news yeah. for a month or whatnot. But when you have people that believe a story that is not necessarily accurate or true, that's religion. For over like, over a thousand years, that's religion. So I was like, this is actually very interesting. Hmm. And like, the thing is, because he was like, he was like, you know what? I don't know if I agree with that. But like, this is what I mean. But the thing is, he's like, because he's Jewish, right? And he was just like, look, at the end of the day, you, everybody has their beliefs and everybody has their faith and whatnot. But you've got Christians believing uh, Christians and then divisive within the Christianity, so Catholicism, Protestants, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got Christians who believe that 2019 years ago, Christ came and rose from the dead and whatever, and did what he had to do. No, was born. He did what he had to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so he, <laughs> he was, was like, it's above me now. <laughs> it's above me now. So, um, literally. So, um, so, yeah, so he, 2019 years ago, Christ was born. And then... There's a lot of Christians who believe that, you know, the universe and the world, like, began with Adam and Eve mm-hmm. and creationists. And he was talking about, like, how, you know, uh, religions don't necessarily inform, like, scientific creations and all that stuff. But people are creating, but they are religious. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Darwin was a Christian, but his Christianity didn't inform his... Evolution uh, theory. Evol- evolution yeah. theory, because it contradicts the ideas yeah. and um, and all that stuff. So it was like, it's very, it's very, very interesting. Um, very, very interesting. Then he's talking about environment and sustainability and stuff that I'm really passionate and getting passionate about mm. because I'm seeing a lot of things um, changing. And I really want to delve a bit further into those kind of conversations because these are the conversations we should really be having. So when I do talk, talk about the plant-based diet situation yeah. and more whole food situation I'm looking at it from a holistic point of the environment needs yeah. to kind of like be protected and the worlds that we're creating for future generations needs to be yeah. protected but I'm still working on that so I'm kind of figuring out how yeah. what my thoughts are on that but that's what I'm reading nice um, 21st, 21 lessons for the 21st century by Yuval Noah Harari we need to meet him I need lovely to meet him. Um, I'm reading Kingdom of Souls um, I think that's what I'm reading, the name. Yeah, because it's... The purple book with the gold thing. With the gold thing, 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 thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, it's not with me. And it's not out yet. We got the proof. Did you get the proof? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially, yeah, it's by Rena Barron. 
I believe. And it's basically like, I'm literally like, maybe I'd say three chapters into it. And obviously I was in it because I'm like, yo, I love Children of Blood and Bone. This is very similar. It's kind of an explosive fantasy also set in West Africa. Um, it's a, set in like a world of magic and legend. And there is a girl who basically has to sacrifice her life year a year to gain power necessary to um, essentially fight um, the mother, like essentially her mother. And it starts off with her, like everybody else around her has magic, mm -hmm. but she doesn't. And everybody's like kind of waiting for her to get this magic and she's she meets someone who like says you can sell your soul essentially if you want to practice magic and there's magic in her blood but like her father and her like her paternal grandmother is like this like chief stress that's what mm. of like um a clan which is magical as well and there are different types of magical clans um in this kingdom i guess mm. um and yeah it's written it's it's ya i think and it's kind of very similar to Tommy Ariemi's book, um, kind of also what I call world building in that it's it's a book that is a different world and it's being built from scratch to the reader. I think young people really enjoy it. I think there's like a rise of um, black magical, not even realism because it's actually just fantasy, mm -hmm. uh, black magical fantasy books. We've got Rennie's book that comes out um, later on in the year called Daughters of Henri. Um, I was actually went to like document some video with them a few weeks ago and that was really lovely on meeting way, her on way press for yeah. Onway with onway press and yeah so i think a lot of what i love is like we're seeing a lot of black fantasy for young people um young adults and i think it's all i think this is maybe the product of diversity and the product of um, representation because now we are actually finally seeing ourselves in our own imagination we can create characters mm -hmm. with us at the center of it so that's that rena baron's um kingdom of souls and i also received my dark vanessa um from kate uh sorry written by kate elizabeth russell that comes out in the in the new year mm -hmm. i read the caption of this book on Instagram, it's uh, from by Fourth Estate, and I was literally like, I have to read this book. Mm. It's like it's so rare that I read a blurb or like a description and think this is phenomenal. The only time that happened was when I watched La the La La Land trailer, and I was like, this is going to be my film. Mm -hmm. I was I, I felt tingles, and My Dark Vanessa is about a young woman who. Um, when she was younger, fell in love with her teacher at school. A few years later, I don't know what happens, obviously, but she finds out that that teacher was like, um, and they like proper went out and they had a love story or whatever. And that teacher found out, a few years later, she found out that he's been like charged for like um, sexual, you know, charges against doing things with other pupils. Mm -hmm. And in her eyes, she's like, it's so weird because the blurb says, all he did was fall in love with me and the world turned him into a monster. And it's kind of like playing in this whole like Me Too movement of what is sexual abuse and what is love and what isn't love and, and how do we teach maybe children that. But it kind of, it it was a great area and it, it it's perfect for the time as well. And that's why when I read the blurb, I was like, well, this is phenomenal. Like having this idea of actually sitting and dissecting what it means to be sexually yes. abused, even if you don't know it, like it's something to, you might think it's love, but it might not be. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what I mean? And so I think 
I'm going to in- really enjoy my dark Vanessa and I really look forward to um, to reading it. And thank you for the state for sending it to me. Because <laughs> I was like, I really want to read this book. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so that's what I'm reading. Cool. Um, <laughs> so who's lit this week? Who's lit this week? Okay, this was my choice. Who's lit this week is Nathan Bryan. And why did I write that? Why did you write that? <laughs> Sorry, I wrote. So she's talking to the other self. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nathan Bryan and Dapple Adiola. I didn't write Dapple. I'm talking to my other self. Yeah, I was actually Loki. Wow. <laughs> Um, okay, so Nathan is a writer and Dapo is an illustrator and they have worked together to publish this book called Look Up. And it's a sort of really charming picture book that gifts the reader and young, young audiences with a character called Rocket, who's um, basically a girl who loves all things space mm-hmm. and space and science i love her name is rocket it's yeah. phenomenal and obviously she's obviously a black girl <laughs> yeah. um and yeah it's very inspiring to the reader but also her heroine may jemison um i really i when i saw this book i was like oh my god this is amazing for young kids to see themselves because i wanted to be an astronaut i feel like every kid did you want to be an astronaut when you were a kid no how did you not did you all that darkness up there no, nah, I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? Oh, not, but you I, didn't like Doctor Who. Yeah, I was not being. I was not trying to go into space to the unknown. I was Are not you? To do that. What kind of what kind of boring about, child were you, I please? I was not about to do that. What were you going to be? A teacher? No. <laughs> <laughs> were you like daddy? I want to be a teacher when no, I grow up. Of course, I wanted to do acting and I wanted to do all of that, all the creation stuff. I can't believe. Stuff. I feel like every but child would, wants to be an astronaut you know, at one they, point in their life. I looked at it and I was like. Ain't nobody trying to go up there. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I wouldn't mind being an astronomer because I had I had a telescope. Oh my god, you make me sick. I don't know. I, I had a telescope. You were that up, kind of and like. I used to, and I used child. to like look out into the star. I thought, oh, the stars. Look I just see you in like cotton pants with like beads around you <laughs> as a kid looking into the stars. <laughs> I know, but it was like so. I, yeah, I had a telescope and. Um, yeah, I used to look into. I used to look I at had the stars. A, I had a telescope, but it was like the one that you hold. No, it was more like I had a stand. Okay, one. okay. Like, I was like, yeah, Ooh, I, I some was, privileged. And I, had, and I had the book, and I was looking at the planets. I was doing all sorts looking of at the Milky Way. Look at the Milky Way, trying to figure out. And yeah, we won't go too far wow. into the nerdiness. But, but I used to sit there. I used to read. I used to read encyclopedias and all that. You used to read encyclopedias. Yeah. So when it to you're so, just you're just sickening. just mad general knowledge for no reason. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, there was a point in life when I knew all the capital cities of every country. Every country. Every country. I knew. I was a bit weird like that. Yeah. Like general knowledge. I used to literally, I was like. Did you not know them now? No, of course oh, okay, not. Okay. <laughs> I've, they're gone. I was about to throw you some. They're gone. Oh, do some. Barbados. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So what are you saying about this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's basically, it's called Look Up. It's sprinkled with facts about meteor, meteors, meteors, mm-hmm. meteors and space. Um, and yeah, it's just so cute and lovely and it has lots of representation in it and it just touches on a black girl's infectious enthusiasm over space mm. and and science. And I think for two like black men to write this mm. is beautiful. Um, so shout out the illustrations I've seen. They're beautiful. Fantastic. They're so amazing. So congratulations, Dapper, on it. And thank you for Nathan to, for writing it. Um, Nathan is an award-winning writer and an actor. And he's written for like BAFTA. He, Loki, I found out that he um, 
he wrote for Rastamouse. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Dapo is an illustrator, character designer, and he even has, like, um, I, heard, I found out that he even had, like, workshops and stuff that he does. So, yeah, those are my two litty people for today. Nathan and Dapo, they had their book launch um, earlier on last week um, for Look Up um, at Waterstones. And we look forward to reading or possibly buying for other people to read, yeah. other young people who don't have money. Kids, yeah. bore, oh, they're so annoying. <laughs> a whole baby, you're just going to sit there and you're not even going to work. You make me sick. <laughs> a whole kid. Okay. You're so damn rude. <laughs> so damn rude. And what, you can't, you're unemployed. <laughs> Can you imagine? Bad energy. <laughs> <laughs> Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Bad vibes, kids. Um, so yeah, okay, so last call. That seems like that looked like a really good launch yeah, to be honest. Up. Yeah, I'm really excited to, you know, yeah. giving it to Kai. <laughs> so, um, this week's main topic is um, an orchestra of minorities. An orchestra of minorities by Chigozi Obioma. By Chigozi Obioma. He wrote, obviously, he's shortlisted was shortlisted for the amazing uh, book called The Fisherman, yeah. which I read and loved. shortlisted for the Booker Prize. Yeah. And um, um, this is his second novel. This is his second novel. So, so yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, yeah. so, Alex. Okay, so, first, th- should we see first thoughts and then we can outline the rest of the... Yeah, first yeah? thoughts, you go. So first thoughts, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Alex. I felt that, I felt disconnected, but, because I initially, obviously, I was interested in the like you, like you, you know I'm interested in all that stuff the spirits out yeah. there controlling the people them doing all that doing all that mad. I'm in on for crying out loud so um, that is kind of I listening to it I was listening to it on audiobook for yeah. disclaimer um, and I I don't know whether I didn't like the story or I didn't like the characters I'm still debating, debating that, that because um, I felt like it was I, from when it was the story being told to me I felt like it was quite messy but um, the I will run I will just explain very quickly what an orchestra of minorities is mm-hmm. um, and it's a story of a farmer called Chinonzo Nonzo yeah Chinonzo <laughs> Nonzo and he basically um, falls in love with a woman who's wealthier and more educated than he is um, we embark upon a whole narrative of him dealing with that and um, you know going like the feeling of inadequacy in that relationship and all this stuff he gets part of a scam and um, it's about how he deals with that a bit later on in the book yeah and um but the but it's also narrated by his spirit guide, which is a chi based on Igbo mythology, mm-hmm. and um, is yeah his um, spirit guide always refers to Nonso as the host um, because that's in the spirit moves from person to person within the family, yeah. and um, yeah, and it's quite. It's, it's an it like it, it's quite a heavy hefty book. Yeah, it's it's, quite a, very, it's a lot. Very hefty. There's a lot. It's like four hundred and something pages. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot in there, but and um and it deals with some complexities of the spiritual realm. Um, but as I said, I will probably get into the characters in a bit. But I felt that I yeah I don't I didn't really like the way some of the things played out. Mm. I didn't like it um as a story. 
to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, but yeah. yeah, but like, but, but, I, but listening to, but I continue to listen to yeah. it because it is, but I do find it good yeah. in that sense. Like the story is yeah. okay, but it just felt like, I don't know whether it was the characters that I got a bit yeah. funny with. So for me, I, th- I think <clears throat> I liked it. And the reason why I liked it was not for the story, but I think the star of the show, of the novel, was the Chi. And I was so fascinated. One, I thought the introduction was the most complete, just beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, maybe I love the writing, mm-hmm. but I love the way Chigozi writes. Mm-hmm. And... And so when he moved from speaking about the world and mixed that with the spirit realm, so essentially what we have is in the beginning, this chi is talking to, I'd say, the master of chi. Chuku. Chuku. Or Chineke. Yeah. But he refers to, chi refers to the supreme as yeah. Chuku. Let's call him Beyonce of chi. <laughs> so there we have, so in like the beginning is, um, Nonso's Chi coming to the Beyonce of Chi to be like, yo, mm-hmm. my host has done bad things unknowingly. Yeah. And I have come to plead on his behalf mm-hmm. so that you don't punish him or whatever. And for me to be able to do that, I feel like it's, I have to essentially tell you his story. That's the only way you'll understand why he's done what he's done and you hopefully should be able to forgive him for Mm -hmm. his crimes. And I think it's, he he murdered a pregnant woman. That's what he says in the beginning, though. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Sha. Um, (laughs) um, And... It's a bit sticky. Yeah, so each time we start a new chapter or somewhere maybe inside the narrative, there is this... um, talk and there is this um connection to oh by the way we're not actually here i'm just retelling you the story mm-hmm. i'm still talking to the beyonce of chi yeah. do you know what i mean and Ch- please beyonce Ch- yeah. yeah please yeah. <laughs> like you know yeah don't like this is the story this is how it goes yeah. oh i feel like i have to say this and have to yeah, say yeah. that so you are always aware of who the narrator is and i think i love the way the narrator speaks so much and his voice that i was I felt like I was Chuku or Beyonce mm. that I was also listening onto the story. And so it didn't feel, mm. um, it didn't, didn't feel weird to me. Yeah. And even, and it, and I, and I love the, the small, like, I guess the, the thematic aspect of it. This book isn't to, I don't think it's to be read for a story. I think I obviously I don't know how Chigozi wrote, but I can only imagine him being like, these are the themes that I want to talk about in my next novel. And we just have to find a narrative that fits into them. Yeah. But I want to touch on grief. I want to touch on a duality. I want to, to touch on the gods and the spirit realm and reality. I want to touch on um, autonomy. I want to touch on... Okay, one thing that I did love is masculine love. Mm. That just love and falling in love from a man's perspective. Okay. That's one thing that, you know, we'll discuss, but I really, really mm. enjoyed that because it's, it's rare. Like you, I'm always reading like love stories and it's the woman's voice, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite rare to, especially in, I guess, 
West African novels. I mean, it kind of reminded me of Americana and Guy Called Ceiling in that novel. That was the, the only other black African man, Western, like black West African man falling in love whose voice I, I've heard. Mm-hmm. And this was very new. So mm-hmm. I quite like that actually. Um, yeah. So I think it, it was a magnanimous effort. Yeah. yeah. And he took on a lot. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think he, oh, his writing is just too beautiful to fault for me mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, the writing was yeah. great. I just didn't, there was just something that I wasn't connecting with. It was something that I wasn't really feeling mm. in the characters in them. So I think maybe it's that. It's like he hasn't really maybe invested in so yeah, much. Yeah, because I understood, because when you look at the chi and the chi is talking to Chiku, yeah. and it's like, and the way it's positioned as if it's like a grand tribunal. Yeah, essentially. It's like and court, yeah. It's like court. And he's standing up and he's like, all right, so this is my host. My host has done X, Y, and Z. And I've been, and you know, explaining all these things about mm. the host and about his story and about where he's come from and about, and then but I think one thing that Obiyama does very um, well is that he really articulates the spiritual realm mm. very well. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, like, you know, just trying to understand how the like the perceptions of the Igbo people, the perceptions that Igbo people have of the spirit realm without it being too preachy mm. about the spirit realm. You see what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, oh yeah, you know, like we go from host to host, you go from body to body. And then he kind of explains that there's a bit where she explains that he that I want to say he, but she was the host of um his no, uncle. Nonso's uncle. Yeah. And he was like, oh, so when I was I host, learned all of this. That's yeah, where I learned English. Yeah, so, blah, I learned yeah. English. so, so yeah. and it's like, you know, because, and they kind of, they take on the, they take on the lessons that they've learned from each. To the another life. To, to, the, to, the, to the next host yeah. that they bring down. And it's like. That, and, I, I, I underlined that because yeah. I thought that was wonderful. And the thing is, and, and so if we move on, but the thing I did really find interesting was the way that, the, that, um, the, that kind of understanding of the, of the spiritual realm and the side mm-hmm. of it so you know like when we look at babies and babies are born and you know it's a oh they they have the character of their grandmother or yeah. they have the character of their auntie or yeah. they look like their uncle yeah, or whatever you've got that person's temperament yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah i'm just thinking like these things aren't just manifested out of nowhere mm. personally because when it comes to these things i'm a part of me is like well I don't know if these things are untrue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are true. So, and when I'm thinking about, when I'm hearing the story that Abiyam is telling about, you know, oh, he went from host to host and he was in the uncle and, mm-hmm. and he's here. And he, then you see the new baby and you see the new child and then the host is kind of like embedded in, the, the, the she is embedded in that new host. Yeah. I found that very interesting because when we look at spirituality, especially in the Western sense, we have this big, like, this big duality. It's mm. like, oh, well, you die, your soul goes up, and then that's, that's it. it. It's like, and I've Where never... Where is that energy I've, going? Exactly. I've never really been one to necessarily believe that. I've mm. always felt like, you know, the, like, spiritual energies kind of move um, from person to person, yeah. from host to host to host. And so this was this was the one thing that I felt like I really aligned with what I was thinking. Yeah. Could be the Ibo in me. Far back, but you know what I mean. Like, I really found that a super interesting way of kind of like articulating the human experience mm. again. That we are just vessels yeah. in this world. The, the real people at play. The real people. The right. real things at play. They're here. really 
is the spiritual realm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, True. And I think what I really liked about that whole idea is the fact that, um, so essentially your, the spirit, the, your host, sorry, your, um, your chi cannot essentially tell you directly the things that they've seen and the things that they want you to do because one, um, Nonsa's chi was like, he won't be able to understand. Even if I told him, he'll just be crazy. He, like, he just won't, he won't be able to understand it. However, what chi can do is imprint a feeling, um, maybe a vision, or just to show their host or to encourage them to do something, to tell them not to do something, to dissuade them, to do all sorts of things. And I love that because when I was reading that part, I was like, hmm, what has my chi told me to do? It's just, it's that, that third voice that you have in your head, especially when we, you know, remember when we're reading Fresh Water, it's that same notion mm-hmm. of something else within you that knows much more than you. And you know, coerces you or dissuades you from doing certain things because they know. And what I, the part that I loved is, you know, because essentially the Chinonso, it starts off with Chinonso saving a woman from um, committing suicide. Her name is Ndali. And she, they meet up again later on in the novel. They fall in love. But the, when they meet, um, Nonso's chi leaves his body to go after the woman. And the woman is driving in the car. And um as he's sat the cheese just sat outside looking at her in the car with her um her chi comes out and i love the whole description even though i i think i wrote toxic masculinity chi <laughs> i was literally oh, like oh i was like ah no not so cheese toxic because there was this whole narration about how you know women women um I think he was trying to be, you know, nice. Like, I was like, ah, what's this? It's like, you know, women (laughs) are much more sensitive. Women, women's chi are much more sensitive. Women's cheese, cheese, know how to bring people together. When there was this massive war between this chief and that chief back in the day of the old mothers, it was the old mothers that came when two sides were killing each other to, you know, make peace and come together. You know, women have this powerful chi, um, there's a line that says something like um even though here it is toxic masculinity chi on page 61 um although they did not make the laws that guided society they were like the chi of society they restored order and equilibrium when order became broken if a member of the village committed committed a spiritual crime and vexed allah and if the merciful goddess in her rightful indignation poured her out her wrath in the form of diseases or drought or catastrophic deaths it was the old mothers who went to the dibia and consulted on behalf of the society there is an the reason why I wrote Toxic Masculine to Chi is, well, why can't women make the laws of society? Why are you okay with this, Mr. Chi? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and the, the, sorry, these two, the um, Dali's Chi and Nonso's Chi kind of were like, because essentially they're like your representative. You, 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 They speak on behalf of you and they're there to look after you. And when they were like, oh, what are you doing here? Because, you know, nah, like... You know, he really likes you. He, he he's coming from a good place. You know, you know when your boy is like, yeah, yeah, yeah my boy really likes you. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and she's like, you know, Dali's cheese also like, well, you know, she has a pure heart, blah 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 blah. And then, you know, um, Nonsense Chi went back to him and back to his body to print an image of, oh, he she's in love with you. You're good here. Um, and I just thought that was so great. Mm-hmm. The fact that they can that third voice and how it works. Yeah. That yeah. thing that we say is intuition. Yeah. That thing that, oh, you just know. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know how. So there was a bit that was really like, oh, you've got, um, they can't influence your mind. They mm. can't 
make decisions for you, but they can prov- provide imprints mm. that can make you make the decision mm-hmm. that you, you know what you I mean? You think is your own. That you think is your own. Yeah. And that kind of like, and that stuff, that stuff got me. And, that, <laughs> and that's what kind of made me kept going with the, with the book. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, Chibosi, yeah. all right, this is what you're doing. Right, <laughs> so you knew that I would be interested in that <laughs> particular element of life. Yeah. You know I'm saying. And it's, because the whole idea of having a guardian spirit, um, having a guardian angel, having a guardian from an other realm, mm. I think that that is very interesting because it's a question of whether you, and I feel like a lot of the and a lot of the black, um, you know, like the the West, the, the, I say West African because that's the majority that I do. I don't know what it's like in, in, in a lot of the East African faiths, mm-hmm. but with West African and obviously West Indies, there's that whole idea of their your ancestors are with you mm-hmm. and they're guiding you and they're making decisions mm-hmm. on your account, yeah, based on who you are and your past imprint mm-hmm. and kind of and like what how that will influence the future and your next yeah. thing and um i've like i've had conversations with family members about that and when obviously because like even communing with like i don't want to say communing with the dead but like you know you know like, i don't want to get to you know like communing with, not, not communing with the dead but obviously you know like i was close with my granddad because of my grandmother yeah. you know what i'm saying so i will speak and just be like oh granddad like what is happening or yeah. whatever do you know what I mean yeah. and it's very interesting that you guys you kind of set that up in a in a way that would just be like there's somebody there's something there already yeah. kind of just sitting in you mm-hmm. and um just having those discussions with the higher power because yeah. you as a physical human and a physical man can't go and have that conversation <laughs> because you just because you're consciousness is limited mm. and that's what she always kind of sits down and says man can't do that mm-hmm. because they're just not capable of yeah. accessing that that level that of level, yeah. understanding the philosopher actually who said that it's like to support all life. i think it's to support religion i forgot who it was but he was like um there are certain like we have certain things in our minds right that um that allow us to understand the world yeah. and i think these like concepts whether it's like time or space or you know matter they allow us to comprehend the world that we live in we don't have that that last remaining thing that bridges the gap between reality and not even just reality but the world and faith and we call it faith you know that 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 bridge and that that you know blank space that we can't fully understand we call it faith we call it religion we call it something but because we just don't have the tools to understand it Mm. which is what i'm gonna try and figure out who it is but um yeah i thought it was quite interesting i really like the spirit realm i remember just thought about how um when the um the chi was talking about how oh you know you can't be so far away from your host because then other sort of demons will come in and take control of them and I've seen this done once on a dog and like a dead dog that was like a spirit a bad spirit went into him and he just started moving mad and that made me think of fresh water with how that character was just had was born with like these two snakes in her head and she had to navigate the, the world. The same conversation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the same your, your conversation. Your cheese are talking, yeah, doing all that. But your one is just moving mad. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just about that, that idea of duality, that idea that there's always 
somebody there is always quite interesting with me i think it's always been like just god in general like mm-hmm. i think that's a lot with like i guess islam it's like yeah that allah is always watching mm-hmm. um and it's your like opinion whether you think i mean he's you know he wants the best of you but mm-hmm. sometimes you can be a bit mad and start yeah, moving mad yeah. um so the, and there was a bit um that was said and it was talking about mental health do you remember saying that like when you're when your chi has, I think when he said something like when your chi has left the body mm. and has left for too long and it allows another chi to enter. Yeah. Um, that's why they don't necessarily, they try not to leave. Yeah. And, but he kind of attributed it to like mental health and other medical occurrences. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, and that's what I found. And I did find that a bit difficult. Your chi's not balanced. Because I, um, I was like, I was like, I found it difficult because mm. I was thinking how he's like, oh, you know, mental health um, issues like schizophrenia and all that stuff because the chi that's, a chi's entered you and is not... Um, aligned with It's not you, aligned. Yeah. It's not your chi. It's mm. something else, some sort of thing. And I'm just looking at that and I'm thinking, all right, so we, we know full well that there's that there's uh, there are deep medical conditions yeah. that are like about this. And it's just like, it just really... Kind of linking back to the 21, 21 lessons of the 21st century mm. sort of thing and about how we've kind of moved away from... Um, particular mentalities when it comes to you know using spirituality as the law mm. or not spirituality but like certain elements of religion as the law and then we've moved into a realm of science says otherwise yeah. so then what position does spirituality and religion Isn't have true, any, yeah. any, anymore because it's like we've created this narrative and this story around something that said, oh my God, like you have this negative spirit in you. Yeah. You have a chemical imbalance. <laughs> like, or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Or So it's so interesting you say this because I see this a lot in like my, the women in my family. The women in my family, most of them are like scientists and they've, they've got like, they've been to school. These people are, these people are educated. They've got good jobs. Mm. You know, they're smart women. And um, on one hand, they'll be like, if somebody gets really unwell, like drastically, it will be, oh, we need to go to the witch doctor because they've got gin. We need to, they've got the gin in them. We need to do something. We need to go and see what these men are about. We need to go to the shake. We need to pray. And a part of me like does believe it because I, you know, I do believe in the spiritual aspect of religion and gins and stuff. And so, but then again, there is this whole other side where it's like, well, yeah, they could, they're just very sick, you know? <laughs> like, it happens. There are literally medical issues. And when I was younger, I never looked at it as science. I thought it was purely spiritual. And so I got older and learned and put those two together. But it's so weird because they will do both fruits. They won't, they will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's science. But yeah, 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 it's also this too. So, before we send you to the shake, we'll also you're also going to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're doing get, you're covering you're both covering side. both bases, yeah. and I'm just laughing because I'm like, wow, that's what I'm saying. Interesting. On the, on the spiritual realm, we get that get that together, yeah. and on the physical realm, we go to the people that can actually heal yeah. you physically. Yeah. So it's very very interesting the way that they've done that. There's a um, there's a show on Amazon Prime called New Amsterdam. Oh yeah, it's the and hospital the, the hospital one. one. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode where. Um, a Haitian woman came in and she had a blood disease, something, something with the blood, mm-hmm. and was it blood? Anyway, something, and she was Haitian. <laughs> yeah. And then her 
dad was like, before she goes into surgery, we need to do this thing so that it protects her from going, when she goes in, so it yeah. protects her. And then the doctor was like, hmm, excuse me, this is science says. Oh, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he was like, and then he was like, well, we're not going to let it happen. So the, they tried to take the, the, the bed out and every time they moved the bed, the defibrillator went, and then they moved it back and it stopped. So they kept doing that. And like, and they were like, what is happening here? And and over the time, he basically was just like, I'm going to have to let them do their thing. Whatever they need to do. do their thing. And it was a question, there was that same question of the kind of the medical versus the spiritual. What does that look like? Science versus religion, essentially. It's the same conversations that we've been having. It's the same conversations that we've been having. But I do feel like it rings a lot stronger within the, um, the black community. Does. Yeah, and like, and it's a there's a strong thing. Like, my nan's Christian, but with the way she prays, I just like. <laughs> I'm but like, you know, you know it's, it's, me, that, yeah. it's that it's that yeah. deep. But it's so weird you the, say this because kind of prayer. because um, you have so many. A lot of people put religion and science as these opposing factors, right? But I really don't believe this is true. Mm. I think they're very much mingled what we say is science now you told that that same thing to somebody um hundreds of years before they'll think that's magic that's not that's not that's magic that's not real so i think even like when we talk about these scholars like in islam there are so many like some arab dude is the person that found algebra and all these equations all of that mess deeply by these religious people and we talk about philosophy there's so many religious Mm. philosophers who are responsible for western thought and ideology and so i think instead of like i think what maybe and i always obviously go back to you know colonialism because that that shit stole from us you need to to read this this lesson for the 20th century because i always think had our history not been interrupted Mm. and we had been able to invent and to think and and to and for our society to evolve in, with the same ease in which western societies have been able to to evolve and also say we have invented the airplane mm. you know what i mean if had we been had we been so lucky to have that historical evolution I very much think that our our sciences would be intermingled with our spirituality and our religions because that is so embedded in us. That is where we stopped. Like I look at it and I'm like, maybe that is where we stopped. And that's why we're like, you know, Western, you know, African societies, also black identities are very much spiritual and religious and, and, and they focus on that. But I'm like, that's not to say it's primitive at all, mm. but but it's in the Western world of science and, and, and technology, it's presented as this thing that is primitive. Mm. But I'm just like, had we been, had our societies evolved and with the same ease and trajectory that Western societies have, I'm very certain our technologies would be just as um, capable but I think it would have been mixed with our own spirituality. It mm. could be very, very different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I, that gets me so angry. No, yeah, yeah. Like, the thing is, and I feel like 
a part of me is very much like we're at we're where we're supposed to be at this moment in time, just having these conversations and trying to make out and trying to like really navigate through mm. where the world is at this moment. Cause mm. I feel like a lot is lost and I don't think anybody knows what's happening. Because it's like but your grandmother you praying, the- I can that that's absolutely fine to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because we don't know maybe the power of prayer and how we would have like embedded that power of prayer into things that we do we, in, into we, our we take it and we co-opt it and make it um, affirmation we take right? it and we take it and we, we adopt s- it right like we take it and we, we we're on the positive side of affirmation the and on the negative side it's a spell and mm, all these different things yeah and you're just like all these Relax. Th- all, these other, <laughs> all these things are happening yeah like it's you know, true and it's People, just, like we'll be whole writing whole you know know-how books and you know self-help books when mm. your grandmother's been doing it for time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For yeah. time. This is it. This is exactly it. Insane. So the question that I wanted to bring up, there's actually a quote that I wanted to read. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know how to say this word, so I'm not going to ignore that. Oh, the first line. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> it's a very long word. It's got more than 10 letters. I'm not about to say <laughs> I it. I can't exactly which one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when a man encounters something that reminds him of an unpleasant event in his past, he yeah. pauses at the door of the new experience, carefully considering whether or not to enter it. Now, it's so weird because I literally have that underlined as yeah, well. Yeah. I was like, all right. Screw. So, and, I, and this this rang true with me. Yeah. As we were saying at the top of this episode of the whole tarot stuff and whatnot, but it rang true because I'm embarking on several things that's happening next and some of them things are reminding me of past stuff mm. and I'm like I mean this makes you really nervous because you're yeah. like oh how am I going is it going to be the same is it going to make the same am I going to make the same mistakes am I going to encounter the same issues what is that going to what's going to happen yeah and it's really understand it's really it's under, it's really about understanding the spiritual kind of like resolve in that to kind of know that you're comfortably moving forward mm-hmm. into the next bit to be like okay so I've done the stuff in the past I guess the next thing will be about learning the lessons that are coming yeah. so when then have you learned the lessons that are happening I'm a big believer of the lessons will continue to repeat themselves until you learn mm-hmm. and they will intensify at each next level that you don't learn the first one mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make the next step. I've I want to say I've learned the lessons. I can read the signs now. Mm. You've slapped me in the face several several times yeah. already. Can I make the next step? So this was like that was one of the quotes that really stuck out to me. And I think that yeah, Obiama did get it quite. Right? He, he did does, get he, he did does, get yeah. it, he did get it right. Like he, in yeah, he has places. these moments that for me make it so such a profound novel yeah. because that's why I'm like the novel is thematic. I don't think it's like being should be read for like the story or what you want to know about nonso it's like nah like it's not about nonso it's about you it's about your spirituality it's about your chai and i think to that when i was reading that somehow i read something this morning something like um memory is memory is the mother of all wisdom and when i read that and i remembered that line from um the book and i was like this is so true because when i when I read that part and it said, you know, you, you start, if you find yourself too much in, in, in the place where things are bad you and you've encountered it before, you move back, you move to the door and you say, hmm, do I go in or do I go somewhere else? And I think the reason why the whole, the quote, you know, memory is the, wisdom, is the mother of all wisdom, it kind of connected with me is because you have the past memory of when this thing has happened before. And I always think like, 
sometimes you learn your lesson and sometimes you don't but sometimes the lesson is imposed on you like you just have to you have to learn it you don't have time you don't have the luxury of "Mm, i'm gonna make this mistake again Mm -hmm. and i think memory plays a big part in it because you remember how you felt like i always think you the whole the all the issues surrounding that problem or whatever could like you can forget about it but you always remember how it made you feel and so when you encounter it again those memories just mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style flare up and you're like oh i'm good Whoop. Nuh-uh. Yeah. we're not going to do that and i think it's just navigating your way around that room mm. being like oh i've done this it's before very, it's very <laughs> interesting because it's like um i had two lessons i had a two i have a two lesson cap and if i did it to the third lesson i'm like you have a two lesson cap basically basically i'm i'm, I'm a big believer in three for me once <laughs> for me once for me twice <laughs> for me twice for me a third time. No, you can't no, fool me a third you time. Can't, you can't no. do it. <laughs> but which is what I'm saying. Like, so uh, first lesson. I mean, I'm a big believer in threes. If I get told things in threes, mm-hmm. I I know it's a decision that needs to be made. Yeah. If I learn a lesson 
if I get to the third, if I get to the third time having not learned the lesson, it's a painful situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to just say, Skirt. I'll learn it once and then I'll probably go there twice. Yeah. But, um, and I don't know where I was going with this now, but based on what you said. Memory. Yeah. Memory. Yeah. So yeah, like, and it's, an, and it's about learning how to really understand that. And when you, because you're talking about going back, standing back at the door and saying, I'm not going to go through. Or just but, even like, I've been go, through this before. Exactly. How do I navigate myself for it there we again? Go. That's the next I thing. did it this way the first time round. That's the next thing, yeah. The, I remember how that made me feel. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it this other way. Or yeah. maybe if I do do the same thing, I'm not going to feel as bad because I remember and I'm going to deal with it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know exactly, you're like, okay, yeah. I, I see that situation. Um, I dealt with it this way before. How am I going to deal with it? again this time and that's kind of for me it's always like people not really situations like I'll meet somebody and it will be like oh I've met with I I know you Mm. I've met with somebody just like you and we're not going to do that again (laughs) and I think that's important yeah you're not going to do something like that again or you know how to how to to deal with that yeah exactly you know what I mean until you're a a lot surer of the the issue Um, so just quickly, go on. Sorry. Go? Yeah, so I was just going to say in terms of a lot of, the, like, what I really wanted to touch on with this is the idea of love and men. Um, so in the writing, yeah. Yeah, love and men in the writing. So, mm. um, obviously, Chinonza's been up to. falling in love. If okay, have, so he falls in love with this one, this um, woman who, who sells ground nut. He's so brash. He literally was like, yeah, I want some ground nut. And then she was like, all right, cool. And then she's like, yeah, big one, small one. And he goes, I'll get a big one. And then he's like, oh, I don't just want ground up, by the way. <laughs> and this is a guy who's Wait, like... Chinonza. Chinonza. Chinonza, yeah. This is... Chinonza. Like, he was just... Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll save my bit in a minute. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, brings this woman into... <laughs> brings this woman into his house now. They, they do it up real big. And one thing for me was like... And I wrote down here, how is it like reading sex scenes explicit sex scenes in quite conservative novels and because i walked into this do you call this a conservative novel i like had having read the fisherman it was like pg it's about young boys and their parents and so i walked into this being like this is gonna be like if anything things fall apart you're not gonna have a some some prostitute Mm. you know sucking off your peen in things fall apart, I can't see Okonko getting yeah. getting a blowjob in. The, do you know what I mean? And so when when I'm reading this in a, an orchestra of minorities, I was a bit taken back at the beginning. I was a bit like, oh, well, imagine, imagine we're doing this. Imagine now? hearing the narrator. Oh yeah, that must have been. And it's so funny because <laughs> I was. I don't know where I was, but I was on the tube. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, we're going to do that." And, I was like, <laughs> and then he turns around to that, that remember that prostitute and be like, "I love, I, I love you." Like, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, like "What you, like, what, what you didn't know about love?" Or something yeah. Like that. And I was like, "This is actually." She goes, "Go tell your mother you love her, not me." Oh, it was hilarious. But yeah, and and what I loved about what I lo- what I quite liked about um this the book was that it did that it it, it was I think the way it was written was rather conservative. Mm. I mean, this is a Chi talking to the Beyonce of cheese mm. and he's going into detail mm. um, about what he's doing with these women. Mm. And what I found quite interesting was love as a black man. <laughs> and um, we're going to do this. We're going to do this because I watched the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and um, her family and um, Raphael Solano and what's that guy's name? 
God. First of all, what? You haven't watched... <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. You need to watch it. No, no, I haven't watched it. I, I, only, I only watched beautiful. one episode. I've only watched one episode. First of all, don't be a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, not. I'm actually not. I'm, <laughs> you need I'm, to watch it. I'm performing. Yeah, no, it's but, so um, good. I really liked that episode about love and men. I only watched but, one episode and that was the when Will Smith was on. Oh, yeah, I watched that one. That one was, was just weird. Um, yeah, I hadn't even watched like most of them. But yeah, so mm-hmm. how do you think... Chinonso loves because for me it was very much he was trying to fill this hole because mm. his father died his mother's obviously been dead and his sister is and no back. yeah she's not coming back she's nowhere to be found so he went through this grief period right and his uncle comes along and he's like yeah if you need to marry you need to find someone to marry you yeah and stuff but and like, the, I didn't like sorry go how on, do you listen. feel like with the way that he then you know he found this you know ground nut seller and then she didn't come back and all of a sudden oh wow well I need to know mm. it's so this is part is really hilarious because I, I would do something like this um, I'd be like I ain't committing until I know the girl is going to come back and so his chi had to go to Ndali's chi and be like are you about it about it you yeah. know I need to protect my host um, and so I thought he loved by filling a hole I don't know if that was healthy I there was this whole narrative of a man is not complete until he has a wife situation Mm -hmm. and I just think it boils back down to the way that men are socialized Mm. growing up um and it's obviously toxic masculinity it's the whole you like before they learn to find themselves they have to find themselves in a woman Mm. or a partner Mm -hmm. or whatever there's never that there's never deal with your own shit there's never nonzo are you okay did you figure out have you figured it out yeah. yeah, what's going on? You're living in a house that's dirty. You clean it. You're living in, you know what I mean? What are you doing? You're your having, chickens are a mess. chickens are a mess. All this stuff, like you're, you're, you're dealing with a level of trauma that not everybody has, not everybody goes through. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Both your parents are dead. Your sister's not talking to, what, talking yeah. to you, whatever. You now find yourself in love with, with some, you're lonely. You're, you find yourself in love with somebody who's of a different class to you, but mm. is visibly saying that they don't care about that. They care about you and you're dealing with all of that anguish mm-hmm. all, all the time. And it's so funny to see that his chi is mentally, is kind of on the back burner being like, what is you doing? Like, like okay, Nonzo, like yeah. we see you're angry. <laughs> you know, she's there though. She's here to kind of help. Yeah. Right? But I don't know, you can't say all these stuff or whatever, but internally, this is uh, what's happening. She's kind of insecure what's about, yeah. like, you know, and speaking pigeon English, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all her English is much more refined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the, the white man's language and white all that stuff. White man's language. But I mean, again, it's much more intense but, and, you know, yeah, much again, more Again, nuanced. it's about learning. And, and the thing is, because, and I say all this to say, because he hasn't really figured out the security within himself. Mm. So, yes, he speaks Igbo. Yes, he speaks Pidgin. Do you handle that confidently? Do you see what I mean? But and obviously, my, it's quite mind, hard because in the society that you live in, this is what I'm saying. Like, so I'm like, someone speaking good, so, good Queen's English. So I'm like, so I'm like, so do you know what I mean? Like, there's the, there's never the conversation of teach me English so I can speak it well, and we will have to. But then, that, you know, and my then, man goes to Cyprus. And I said, like, who does? <laughs> and then there's the comp- and then there's also like the the conversation around why, like you know, you don't speak Igbo. That's something that we that we need to. Learn. And I feel like there's a there's a whole learning process that goes there. So yeah. women, men, or masculine love and whatnot, it's this whole thing where you, you've not been taught how to a listen to yourself and d 
deal with that before you embark upon this relationship and this partnership. But then when you do enter that partnership, it's like they have to be your everything. So how do you, how do you, what do you think is the biggest barrier with men and loving then in the currently? Men and loving. Um, Is it that they are making women their everything or their nothing? I just don't think it, I don't necessarily think it's specifically men and loving. I think it's people and loving because. I want to talk about masculine and how men love. But with men, masculine or whatever. Just how men love. But men, I think that it's a, because men are very cerebral. They're very practical. In, on paper it's very, it's very much the practical kind of things I'm in this relationship you X, Y and Z mm-hmm. you know what I mean all of that stuff and um, I think there's just a lack of true self-understanding mm. you know what I mean like um, there's access to language that women have historically had before men or over time, actually, it's really happening. It's not always been this, been that way, but is over, it, but over time, okay. like women, like women have had conversa- have conversations among and one another, and they have and like certain words are developed through the conversations that they have, and then mm-hmm. women become comfortable with those kind of words and conversations. Men are not having those conversations among themselves. Mm-hmm. So, it, so when they are approached with thing with words and neologisms and all those kind of things, they don't know how to to deal with that mm. but then also it's like but on a basic human feeling level mm. they are, they're not having those kind of feelings or conversations or intimate encounters until they meet the X, XY woman and they expect it all from them mm. you see what I mean and I mean that's one of the biggest barriers because you there's just no it's like oh you're finally somebody that I can dump all of this emotional somebody, you're finally somebody yeah. that is like you have been positioned it's a privileged thing you've mm. been positioned in my life to be that sponge my yeah. empathetic muse my yeah. everything have and, all of this pent up like, emotion that I've had for the past yeah, few decades like, of my life have it oh my dad was this my dad was that this is why I can't explain on our end oh my god he's talking oh my god talk to me talk Talk to me talk to me let's deal with your shit girl no the man needs a therapist and (laughs) I mean it's so hard because sometimes because you do need men to speak this is kind of why I do like do mental health and all that stuff you do need men to speak however it's a cycle but it's not sometimes sometimes that's why I say it's a people thing because men if they go in to speak, not every woman should be able should hold that those burdens or the or the or the, the weight or, or, or the weight the mental strain that comes yeah, with it. Yeah. And to not every woman wants to. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that that delicate balance in between the two and on both sides because, like you know, even if some there have been situations where a lot of women do like pour onto their men because some yeah. of like there are like them all the men in my life are pretty much emotionally available mm-hmm. men and there have been women that kind of like pour onto them but they can't they don't feel that they can because because if they come across as secure they don't feel that they can then pull their emotions mm-hmm. back out yeah. you see what i mean so it's all about these reverse things yeah. but it's about I mean, like true communication between yeah. the two and i think it's just it's really just a barrier that is, that is slowly breaking with people. Yeah, I do think to, currently with the way like how mental health is more accessible, yeah, yeah. so much work needs to be done. Yeah, but also I do think that 
when we talk about how men like these categories of maybe men being more cerebral and reasonable, not even stereotypical, the same way women are more nurturing and more emotional. And it's a whole lot of bollocks because in my head anyway, because emotion is science. And I think people don't like emotion is the most cerebral thing that that can ever be because it is exact. It's action reaction. It's literally it. It's the most science thing. Yeah. It's the most scientific, objective thing. Yeah. But we look at maybe, but we, I don't know, people don't see that. And I think that really needs to be deconstructed. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that's the thing. So when you, just to, just to come off that, yeah. it's like when he's angry at Ndali, mm. his wife, um, two things. When he's angry at Ndali and he's like not giving her a word in edgeways, mm. But on internally, we can obviously hear the narration mm. that is like, he's so scared about losing her. He's so scared about mm, right? all this stuff. Yeah. On the outside, it's, he's I'm shouting at yeah, you sort of yeah. thing. And then Dali's not responding. Cause she's because like, she's, she's, she's that. She's internalizing. Yeah. She's like, on, this is on the phone anyway. But like, yeah. she was like, I'm not. And he's like, are you there? Are you And then she's like, so again, it's that it's that understanding before it's like building up the narr- like the the vulnerability and the language just mm-hmm. to say I am scared of losing you. Yeah, I don't know how to communicate it, but in the moment, not everybody can articulate those things. Yeah. And some people need to take a step back and listen to that, but yeah. then some people need to hear it straight away. So then it becomes that whole kind of that yeah. blockade in communication yeah. again. And just learning who you're dealing with. I want you to tell me now. Now. That's me. We've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say this thing now. Alex because... and I have really like deep conversations, guys, of like the way we communicate with each other. It's yeah. actually really cute. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I can't, say these things now you want to hear it now, now. Yeah. and you know what I mean and, and then I'll be like worrying for the whole day yeah that's what I'm saying so, while people uh, are just sleeping <laughs> and that's what I'm saying and, and, and this is and this is what happens in a lot of yeah. like friendships and relationships, yeah, relationships and all these things yeah. because if you one person not saying anything or doesn't feel like they can and another person wants it yeah. it's just really weird yeah. so that's what I would say is a huge kind of thing and the second thing what I was going to say was um, he calls all his women mummy. Mummy. But he said, remember, he, he explained it. Because I was like, what's wrong with you? And he, he was like, oh, you know, I never had a mummy and all the good... My mum, I would never have a mum again. So all the good women that I find are called mum. Are called mummy. And, and I was... And, and personally... But apparently it's a thing. It's a thing in no, Nigeria. Like, like some Igbo men, it's a thing. I find that very mummy. weird. Mummy. Yeah. And again, it's all about how men are socialised growing up. Right, they expect you the women in their lives to be their calling, mother. Why are you calling this woman... Your mother. But I think it's, yeah, it is. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get like, it, yeah. Like, I understand culturally. I understand, yeah. I understand like culturally. But then like, even then culturally it still needs to be dissected, right? So, yeah. And then it just makes you just think like, well, you're positioning this person. As your mother to look after you your, already. And not your, your wife. Equal, but then yeah. there was, there's, then there's further conversations in the book yeah. about being your equal and all this Yeah. Stuff. But, you know. Interesting. So, Men yeah. and love, eh? That's my, that's my oh, little God, two just... cents. Um, but yeah, so we go back to him writing on sex though. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, when he goes to the prostitute and he has... Um, a blow job. Blow job and... Then that comes, comes in next time, goes he, to another one. Yeah. And I just feel like, because uh, she goes, he writes very like bluntly about mm. it. Like, you know, it's very graphic. This is what made me laugh when I, I think It's graphic, but it's also... I want to say, I want to say hot, it's, it's, it's like, it's magical, but it's, it's like formal and, because obviously technically, yeah, like we are at a grand tribunal Mm -hmm. and, but then again, it's like laced with magic, 
but I don't know, I really love it. Even like, it's graphic, but I really, really liked reading it. I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is hilarious. But it's also a grand, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find, and I find it very, I found them very interesting. Because when he lied about his age, and then oh, yes. and then they're like, he's like, really, how, how, how old, old are you? Really? 20, 24. <laughs> 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 if you ever heard that on the audiobook, it was hilarious. Really? Yeah, it was just. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was like, she was. Yeah, and I feel like when you, that there's positions of power because I remember watching something called um, Mother, Father, Son, and um, a, 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 one of the characters he basically had to go. He sent his son to go to a prostitute mm. to lose his virginity at sixteen or was it eight? Sixteen, I think it was. He's like, you need to know a woman's body. Blah blah blah. Go upstairs. I paid for you. I'll come back down when you're finished. That is so. And it's that, so so messed up in every was, single it, way. The, the show is messed up. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but. Um, Essentially, when it, and it's a similar situation here. Was it an older woman? Because I thought this prostitute was literally like a, his mum. He was. He's like, I think she was like in his. Like her it was an older woman. Yeah. It was always it was an older woman, and it's like that power kind of dynamic. It's like I'm an older woman. I'm going to teach you how to do this. This is what we're going to do. So she of course took, he's, she he's took, calling women mummy. She took control of that. Yeah. And just was like, I like, you know what I mean? How old are you? Da, 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 all that stuff. Let me do all and these things. Let me do all yeah. these things. And then it was similar to that. And I was just like, this is very interesting. Um, because then he almost went in like, after that scene, when he slept with the other woman who wasn't a prostitute, it's like, oh, I had a great time, you know, because I've learned now, I've learned from my mother how to sleep with women. It's really very weird. Strange, very but, strange. See, the book was really good. So all so, all so, of these so, discussion so, points you have. what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, I, I didn't know whether, yeah, I just didn't. Find. So, you've read The Fisherman. I have. And is this better than it so far? <sighs> yeah, I read it. Um, oh, man. The Fisherman. I don't know, because these emotions are quite, like, still vivid. I, okay, I would say, story-wise... The Fisherman is miles better. Mm -hmm. Writing-wise, this is much better. Okay. You can tell that his writing is much more finessed here. Okay. His writing is beautiful here. Okay. But I can't even fault it. I was like, this is my kind of writing. This is it. Yeah. Um, but story, Fisherman's much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because Fisherman didn't try to... The Fisherman didn't try to be political. Mm. He didn't try to give a message. It, I remember saying how it's so domesticated... And the only thing political was like what's happening in the news um, about the war in Nigeria. Kind of like it was very like his parents. It was very like at the core, it was about brothers and domestic strife and a prophecy. Mm -hmm. This was trying to do a lot, mm -hmm. you know, with language, with, you know, moving with class, um, with sex. That's why I'm like, this is more political, but my, that's why my, it's in the politics, in the themes that he was trying to portray, the story went amiss. Mm. Whereas The Fisherman was pure story. So for the story, The Fisherman, for the writing, an orchestra of minorities, okay. definitely. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, right. Um, <laughs> mostly. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I All right. Drink. So that's mostly, that's mostly it, guys. All right, 
So mostly flicks. Mostly flicks. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, what are we watching? What are you watching, Alex? Because you're always good at like stuff. And I actually always see this is how I know I respect your opinion. Because normally when people give me opinions, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I fully respect um Alex's opinion and I actually go and watch. I've watched Night Flyers. Um what else did I watch that you've recommended? Um, loads of stuff. I think it's been loads of stuff. Yeah. I yeah. fully go out and watch them and I really, really like them. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you. Oh, Thank Timeless. You. Timeless was great. And timeless they need to, was they need to bring phenomenal. that back. Phenomenal. I think they've cancelled it. They, need to, they might do like a one-off um, finale yeah, kind of two hours, two-hour episode. They actually so we need to. to find out what happened. I know. Like <laughs> um, oh, yes. Lost in time. So... <laughs> Okay, so what are we watching? So what's been out recently? Um, Black Mirror has been out, has just come out. Um, and they came back with three episodes. Um, Is it striking, three? pardon? Because I've watched Striking... Striking Vipers. Vipers. I've watched um, um, the, the one with the, the social media one. Striking Vipers, Smithereens, mm-hmm. and what's the other one with Miley Cyrus? Yeah, that's the one I haven't watched yet. Okay, so yeah, there's three... On there. Um, so what do you think of the first two so far? I loved, love Striking Vipers. Mm-hmm. But then I also love Smithereens. Okay, so I liked um, Striking Vipers because I think it really, um, it really focused on black masculinity and black sexuality, black men's sexuality. And Is it? Or men's sexuality? I think it was very black men. Mm, okay, just because it was the whole cast was black. Yeah, and that's one thing that I, I think it. I think it was very, very like black men. I think that that was a very conscious decision mm-hmm. because it would have looked very different if I, in my eyes, if it was two white men. Mm. I think if it was two white men, they wouldn't have put that toxic masculinity fighting scene at the end when they were like, "Let's let's fight it out, then let's let's meet." No, sorry, let's kiss in real life. Mm. And then they started fighting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or they fought, fought before, whatever. But they met up mm. and they were fighting. I think if it was two white men, that part wouldn't have happened. I think they would probably be sat in a bloody cafe having a latte. Mm. Depends on the... And yeah. having a conversation. Um, yeah. But... I get that. I loved... Personally, for me, I think I loved the ending. Mm-hmm. Because there was a point where... So, basically, I don't know if you guys know, it might be a spoiler or not, but there's a game... That you mentally enter. So, yeah, so it's similar to like Mortal Kombat for yeah. what it's called, but it's called, I think it's called Striking Vipers. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, it is. Yeah. And you enter, but you enter like in your mind and you are actually the person and you're kicking or whatever. And so two, you know, best friends, guy, black, these two black men, one of them is married and the other one is like a bachelor in the city living his best life with his yeah. young girlfriends. Um, and, excuse me, and um, they cut enter this game and then they just start. <laughs> Kissing, having sex, doing it all. And it all, literally. Literally, all of it, everywhere, in every scene, every city. <laughs> um, Loki, I think I do it, bangs. In the I'm ocean. Really, in the, I'm really... But anyway. I'm really down for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, the ghetto. Now, heaven! <laughs> Anyways, um, can you imagine like doing that in like, long-term, long-distance relationships? I think it's amazing. You just meet a up. concept, right? A concept, right? Thank um, you. Yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, they just add it. But in real life, one is married, and they're very much, you know, supposedly straight, and they keep. Mm, so, they keep going back to it, and I think it's basically it is. Um, I found it very interesting the way that 
it can, like, basically it kind of advances porn in a sense that the way that porn is, the way that porn is accessible and accessed Mm -hmm. and the way it's used as a form of escaping from reality Mm. and entering that level of sexual sexuality and mm-hmm. that exploration of sexuality and it re- it makes it quote unquote real because obviously the people that are consuming porn aren't necessarily partaking in it you know that's and, true you know what i mean so when it looks at you know so several men in their middle age i don't want to say middle age i'd say probably like late 30s mm-hmm. mid, mid to yeah. late 30s and, and that's what he said he's like 38 39 so and Especially Anthony Mackie's character, who's the father married mm. to a beautiful wife and he's got beautiful. his beautiful home and his kids. And I forgot what the um, the wife's name is and as the actress. But um, she, like, they're going through that point in life. They're, they're trying to have a kid. They're trying to have a second child. Yeah. They're comfortable, but then there's just, you know, you know when you, you get, get to, to get that, that level of the relationship, it's like, well, what's next sort of thing we have more children mm-hmm. and we create this family like mm-hmm. you know what i mean when you're and, and it's um a stark contrast to the beginning when they're young and he's trying to hit on her in the bar and he's and they know they're obviously together but he's do, like doing it again yeah. and they're like they don't know each other sort of stuff and they're having fun and it's and it's like it's vibrant it's um the energy's there and then they're married now and they're just in a different kind of like phase of life mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just very different to them and for them and um, I think that yeah I think that's a very interesting like, concept to say alright you get to middle age now what is how do you how do you make your life still interesting. feel interesting yeah. and, this, and they found it even his friend is um you know, sleeping around with all these other girls. He's downtown. He's in the music label. It's he's also doing... that life that he has to contend with. It's a bit boring. Yeah, and he's, he's like, it. you know, what? it's the same, the same old yeah. thing. He's not stable in the same way that yeah. his friend is. Mm-hmm. Um, he misses those days where they could just hang out and do all this yeah. stuff. And that happens as you age, right? So everything um, becomes a repetition. Of... It's like the repetition. I was just saying to Ray earlier, like life is going through our diaries and trying to figure out when. Yeah there's time to do yeah, things you yeah. know what I mean so there was always that and I, was, and I found that a very interesting exploration I know? think for me as much as I agree that it was an exploration of the porn industry <laughs> the one thing that makes it very different is the facts or that I might question and possibly not agree is they were actually these people they felt it physically not just watching mm-hmm. and I think what for me in the at the end when his wife is like what's going on here and is it is it me Mm -hmm. like i know you love me but you don't want me anymore Mm -hmm. what is it and then he remains remains silent and her name is nicole bahari by the way yeah okay Um, the actress the actress uh she she goes by theo in in yeah in 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 the episode and um so when at the end when they fight so basically they're like you know what let's meet in real life and let's kiss to see that this is actually real or not whether it's just in the game that we like to do this to Mm. each other and to one another Mm. or it's like in real life do we have these feelings for one another And they kissed, and it was so hilarious. Watch the eye, you go first. And then they did this, they started like, you know, ha ha ha, punching each other up and, you know, like fist fighting as a means to connect. And that part was so vivid to me because I was like, 
you can't be intimate. You can't come in for a kiss without initiating some sort of violence to get comfortable. Mm, yeah. I thought that was wild. Yeah. But then when they did kiss and they were like, oh, it's nothing. Danny's character, Danny Parker, he was like, oh, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel nothing. Ha, ha. Mm. And the other guy was like, yeah, ha, ha. yeah, it's, it, it's, it's nothing. Did not believe it at all. Yeah. I watched that part and I was like, Shh. The thing, the, the, yeah, but the thing is, but, right. but they didn't believe it either. And exactly, and, and that's why I'm like, I think this is but, much more about yeah. sexuality. And you actually, yeah, yeah, and you actually really have to understand. And I think, like, the, on the base level, it could be about sexuality and cyber, and how that affects the cyber mentality, cyber sexu- yeah. cyber sexuality, as it is. And um, very interesting. But don't you think it's quite interesting at the end? Yeah. When his wife was like... Very interesting. Turn how it, I don't want to spoil it. But yeah. Okay, very, yeah, sure, very, sure. It's a very interesting turn and kind of what decision they made. But then again, it talks about maybe relationships and yeah, how... and how mundane. Mundane. But then like, where is your, where are your boundaries? You know? So that, so where you, are your you, boundaries? You create them. Mm. And I think it's, and it's, I mean, there's no specific boundary. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I, I thought th- the ending was really cool. Actually, yeah. I quite liked it. All right, do you want to go into the next thing, or do you want? Let's do the next thing. Okay, the next so, album after that is all social media yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, um Always be my maybe. Always be my maybe. Um, How do you like it? Yeah, I loved it. I, I think I'll give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'd give it a six um, out of ten. <laughs> but it was actually really good. I I love what's happening now with. Um, having like a lot more Asian representation on screen with like Kim's Convenience um, and Always Be My Maybe. Oh, yeah. I want to see a lot more. Um, I think that, you know, it was a brilliant story. It was a brilliant story. Um, I thought it was cute. Like, I don't think, like in terms of, I can understand how it was just like a love story and that was cute to watch. Um, IMDb gave it 7 out of 10. Really? Okay, yeah. we went too far. Actually, <laughs> although 6 and 7 is very different though. Yeah. A 7 out of 10 is just different it's to 6 close, out of 10. Yeah. 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 Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was corny. But I like corny. Mm. So it gelled well. Yeah. It wasn't spectacular, personally. I didn't... I can't be like, oh my God, I loved Always Be My Maybe. No. But, no, 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 no. Like, it was actually really, like, yeah. fun. Like, it was either had the cameo of Keanu Reeves in there. Which um, I thought was weird. It was very weird. I very thought it was quite weird. Very weird situation. Um, but That's was, what I was saying. I was like, but It was what? very good. So, obviously, it follows um, Sasha Tran, played, played by Ali Wong. Yeah. Um, who is a, like, a celebrity chef, opens up all these restaurants, just living a, a boss life. A boss life. Like, literally... <laughs> living a boss life yeah and she's literally just you know killing it at every level and every stage the backstory is that she grew up with a guy called Randall Randall Park and they grew up together he wanted to be a musician she was what she learned to cook by his mum his yeah, mum that, that whole thing they were just... neighbours they were best friends growing up she took her, his mum kind of like took her under her wing as they grew up pa- her parents were absentee yeah, her, her parents were just running their corner shop and doing that <laughs> and like saying that we know we, we're, we're building a life yeah for you, know you. I mean? for you so yeah. da, 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 da. Um, and it's that, it's that kind of weighs up that kind of like that neglect and uh, success, and then neglect versus success, and all that stuff. So yeah, so they, they they grew up together, and they went, they you know they had various experiences for the first time with one another, etc. And then they drifted apart after an argument, and they went and lived their respective lives. And they they had they had it. Yeah, the back of his car. Yeah, his ugly car. But obviously, he obviously, he had just lost his mom and yeah. all this thing. But I found it very good. I found it very good. I, I love watching these kind of new um, pieces, new, these new films. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, um, especially with a, a huge like d- 
them uh what's it called and with the asian Market, characters yeah and i was just like yeah this is really cool the one thing i really questioned was the fact that they had a lot of like 90s R&B and hip hop references like yeah. they were singing D'Angelo but that was like their time innit it was that time it was their time but then I do that feel like, I yeah. do feel kind of weird about um, I do feel kind of weird about it because, as in because, oh because, as in you're Asian yeah why are you and it's yeah and because the thing is we would look we would look we would still yeah. look sideways if it was a white that is true look, I agree we would look sideways but then a part of me is like oh it's okay because no they're... but that's no it's not but, that, that, that's yeah. what I mean. but, it's then, not... but then is it like but I don't no, know no I think maybe it's like okay what was in vogue at the time but then maybe what was I guess it's the whole idea of like how black culture is no it's universal but at the same time yeah it's it's much cooler can't lie mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't like know the words when cool. she was singing it. Yeah. And obviously, the art yeah. is cool. And then it's like, how much do you appreciate black art? But then you don't appreciate black lives. Yeah. That's my only thing with it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess we can license that out. <laughs> but what about your community? It's like, mm-hmm. maybe that would have been a great time to showcase artists in maybe your community. But then would that have sold? Yeah, that's the thing. But then, again, but, but then again, like, I'm not saying that they need to ascribe to this, but they've got K-pop is blowing mm. now and I'm not sure that K-pop is a relatively new thing I know that Korean music like because they were Korean in the show Korean and um, I know that Korean music has been big for years and it's yeah. like recent, recently in like since what 2010 has kind of blown up more yeah. like, from what I was aware yeah. of it in 2010 I wasn't. and there's people that were in the I like for people that were from Southeast Asia or East Asia um, who were fully invested yeah. in like the Viet sound, the Korean sound, and yeah. they were kind of, and it they brought that over to uni when I met people. Mm. So I don't know. I just think that you know, I, mm. you know, interesting. Yeah. The next one. Um, but yes. So you want me to watch a show called Years and Years? I do want you to watch a show. Called what Years is it about? Um, it's a BBC show, and it basically. Oh, um, I've got BBC iPlayer. Yeah, on, on iPlayer catch up. There's like five episodes. Oh shit! Actually, I need to start watch. I need to watch season two of um, Killing Eve. Oh yeah, that is, that's yeah. coming out as well. Years and Years is literally about the Lions family, and they are watching the next f- fifteen years, the next fifteen years from 2019 to 2030. Five. Five, whatever. 2020, yeah. So... They're watching it. Basically, you're watching them as a family oh, go through the next I 15 see. years. Oh, so various things happening. Trump re-elected, all this other no. stuff. No. Listen. I mean, yeah, it's probably true. Listen, when I say, like, it has you... For sh- real? It has me absolutely shook. Because I'm like... What? Oh, no, 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 no. Um... Just because the thing is, the realities of the of the way people... The is way it a change. white cast, black cast? Mixed... Mixed Ooh. cast, yeah. There's a um, they're a white family, yeah. And I think one of them, one of the the members of the family, is married to a black woman. I see. And she, they have mixed, they have mixed race yeah. kids. And then there's there's discussions around. It's one of the one of the members of the family is gay, and he yeah. has a husband, etc. And there's one that's so a, diverse. A, so it's a, it's very diverse in like thought, and yeah. it's just like very interesting. So it's Russell T Davis's um film um series, and yeah, I think that that is a. It's a very good show. Yeah. Very good show. I would say everybody to watch it. Just if you're interested in like where we could be in 10 years with regards to like, because it's not all bad. Yeah. His Boris Johnson, pre- Prime Minister. Obviously that was a recent Pro- thing. Like Probably will be. <laughs> it's, been, it's been filmed, you know what I mean? But um, 
yeah, it's just very funny because like, with the, what, the, what the stuff that NHS can do, the stuff that... Heart Brexit, have they sorted that out? <laughs> you have to watch it. Oh, watch no! It. Um, okay, this is interesting. There's political issues, there's economic issues, there's scientific changes, there's AI, there's digital stuff. And I just think like, yeah, it's really Ooh, good. Yes, so very, very good show. Cause, and you're watching it and then it makes you just start to think about like obviously environmental, all that stuff. Yeah. All the stuff that we're talking about now. And it's a question of like, will we continue to be talking about it mm. in the next 15? So one more episode left. We, we look at the next five, the, the final five years. And it's just- A it's mess. Been, it's been a complete and utter um, roller coaster and whirlwind. And I love it. So That's it's it. Um, five episodes out, you said? Five episodes out, BBC iPlayer. Fantastic. I might even watch one episode today before I go out. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Like, we should watch it. Yeah. I feel like it's really good. Um, nice. And finally, we both watched What If. Mm-hmm. Girl. So, first of all, this show is a mess. <laughs> and also, Renee Bridget Jones is, is amazing. Renee I'm like, Zellweger. I'm literally like, sis, yeah. you are me. One, the way she enunciates her words or the way her lip is always pursed up, come through Olivia Pope. Mm. Just just doing wiggle wiggle with her mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, obviously, it's about... It's a mess. I, can't, I don't even. You know what? I remember when I told you. I was like, I watched the trailer and I just didn't even understand. Yeah. I watched the whole show and I'm like, you still don't understand. It's, it's a mess. It's, like, sis, why did you have to do all of that yeah. to teach your daughter resilience? Yep. Can you really elaborate yeah. plan? <laughs> Big elaborate plan. It's it's a real question. Like power. Like oh my god, power. Um, who holds it? Who holds Where it, it comes from. Because she, even she wasn't powerful. At the end, there is always a white man. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> Literally. No, yeah, no. there is there is a white man followed by a white woman, followed no. by a few other white people, <laughs> followed by other, other, other white people. And then there is a black real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, there, we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Legit. And there's like an adopted, you know, Latin American person adopted. Oh, they, sorry, they adopted her. Yeah, they adopted her. <laughs> but like, this is what I mean. Like, I feel like it's a very. It's a. It, I feel like it's well written. It's basically parodying. I think it's. A, is it called Fatal Attraction? Um, um, no. Or. It might be. It's one of those. Yeah, it's Fatal it's Attraction. One, one, of those, one, of the, attraction. one of those nineties kind of um, things. And it, well, they, I know it's got Demi Moore in it. They refer. Yeah, they reference it in the show. They're like, oh, it just seems like a, a spin off of a very bad nineties movie or or a nineties feel or something. And they say it. And I think it's very good. Um, uh, like, you know, it, it opens with Renee doing this speech about who's really in control. I'm just like, you know what? Like, oh, it, she's basically, obviously, because all these people always have to write a book. You know, if people ask. Yeah. <sighs> and her, her book is called... Um, Oh man, what's her book called? I don't know. I've, it's been a while oh, since I watched shoot. it. Ah, shoot. But I think it's good. I think it's good. Um, yeah. It's, I, like, I like watching Renee Zellweger in it. She's a, she looks amazing. I think, yeah, like, when we, when she first got her face done... It was weird. Nobody, yeah. nobody knew what she looked like. I, I was personally, like, I was like, who but are you? But looking at it now, she does look like the same person. I just don't know what actually happened. But I think she's changed something because she did she not look like that. She, she looked completely different. Completely must have different. Been the, must have been the fit, like, the freshness. Yeah, it's that, all right, let it, you know, let, 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 let it marinate. <laughs> let it understand the sunshine and what's you happening know, out here. Let it, you know, congeal with let, your own bones. structure. Let it get slapped by some wind and all sorts of stuff because... She was moving mad, but she it was, was. A very, but it was a very good show. I think it's very, I think it was like, but I don't know when it comes to these things, I just always.
always look at interesting privilege, 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 privilege. It's very privileged. So basically, like yeah, like her daughter, but she doesn't person, know. Like the person, like the main character. The main character is, is like this broke neurobiologist. She's who's not broke. Bought, apparently, she spent all her parents' money and her inheritance from her other parents um, and her brother's money and her husband's money. And her husband is like really violent, you know, but he was an ex-ball player, disgraced, you know, did something that is so bad. Okay, so you like... When that whole episode came out, I was like, is this it? Is this it? <laughs> baseball player. Um, like- so the one thing that was hilarious to me is, so basically, it's, you know, it's put out that Renee Zellweger's character is an investor and give me your man for a night and you'll have 40 million or how many? You have you have the investment. Investment, you have, you have everything. He, one condition is that he can't talk about yeah, what he he's can't done. Talk about it. Tell she me. She tested the limits of their marriage. No, my issue, it's not even that, yeah? Mm-mm. As far as I, I'm concerned, take him. Take him. He don't need to tell me nothing. No, okay. For all that money for my business, mm-hmm. Uh, Auntie, please. This is what happened. I've been even waiting for him to just do something useful. This is what happened, though. She he, was he, they, they, they both made the decision. He said, okay, I will do it. Yeah. She said, are you sure? Then she decided, okay, she's going to do and then it. She, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, I, I don't I want to know. What did she make you do? And then this woman started bringing like people from their past. Yeah. And they were placing moving them mad, in places. Placing them in places. And, she, and they were all moving mad. I'm like, Face your front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so she got some chick. Okay, and then what? Yeah. Okay, like, it's it's the fact that she did all of these things and these people were so weak <laughs> that they didn't face their front. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it reverses back to the cerebral versus the emotional. Like, sometimes part of you is going to look at it and be like, just, okay, so logically, <laughs> money comes, you do, we don't talk. That is actually That's it. it. These are the equations. Yeah. But I love you. And I don't like to see you come back hurt. Like, cause you come here. Yeah, oh, cause, cause please. Because at the end of the day, it's very ambiguous, isn't it? It it's is. Like, I, I, I'm gonna okay, take cool. Your, I'm gonna so take you come husband. back hurt now. I'm going to take your husband for the night. For the night. So the and night. you're like, are they going to have sex? Yeah, gonna so the whole time but he's he thinking, he yeah. comes back with come his home, hand, like, okay, so you have to beat somebody up. Cool. Yeah. You know what, honey? I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I, it hurts. I'm so sorry. Yeah. However, let's move but forward. But yeah, remember, remember she, he hasn't told her certain things about his past. So therefore, she, it's unearthing. So as I said, it tests the limitations. He was moving mad. Yeah, yeah. It tests the limitations yeah. of the marriage because he's like, yeah. I don't want you to but think any less him. of me because yeah, that's of... Exactly. Isn't it? So, but that's on him. Yeah, With on her. Him. Loki, I mean, I kind of rated her. Yeah. There was a time when she was... She even, was an innocent party. In she was it. actually holding the party. All she did was sign the She country. was literally like, what's, what's going on here? Yeah. You was, know? But, but, anyway, yeah, then she levelled up. And then she She, just, really, oh, she, she, really she, she came up. to just do... Just, I guess just, that's what, you know, she wanted to happen anyway. But also, like, you did, you could have literally just raised, gone up to her and be like, hey, yeah. it's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So that's uh, Black Mirror. Always be my maybe. Years and years. And what if... Um, uh, so Are we going to do the no ratings? Mm, yeah, I think we should. I can not say no ratings, but I didn't like what was happening with She's Got to Have It. I didn't like the whole taking the mick out of African names. I didn't like the whole taking the mick out of the Black British Black British narrative. Oh, you know, we love our oppressors. Yeah. Please, no. girl. But then you've got then you've got an American doing a British accent oh, in there. And that was very... I layers and layers and layers and layers. There was just so oh. much happening there. Um, and you know what? It's interesting because Spike Lee... Um, you know, he really didn't like the fact that Green, Green, the Green Book 
won the Oscars. And he was very vocal about it because, you know, there was only one black man and the whole like cast or whatever was white. I mean, personally, I watched the Green Book and I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I watched it on the plane. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, it was deserving of an Oscar, personally. Um, Mahershala was a treat in it. Mm-hmm. And it actually reminded me of you. You should watch that film. Okay. Yeah. Um, very uppity. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Very appetite. <laughs> <Compliment or insult. laughs> Who knows? It's, it's to be remains. To be seen. And so for you then to get mad about that and then do this mm-hmm. for me was just like, really? Yeah. I mean, I gave up on She's Gotta Have It in the first season because I was like, mm, this is just, it's not interesting for me. They had a really great playlist. That's what I can say. Playlist wise, amazing music, music that I don't know uh, that I got introduced to. Um, but Otherwise, I wasn't really a fan because I felt like the main character was very shallow. Um, not much depth to her. And mm-hmm. purporting wokeness. Yeah. And it wasn't there. Yeah, there was, there was a scene I saw and she was um, at this black artist retreat and then she went in on the white man that was there. Yeah. And a part of me is like, oh yeah, you're questioning why he's there. That's the that, I would be questioning why he's there. But everybody else knew why he was there because mm. he, he had the money essentially mm. but also it was about the method about going about going about it and I feel like and there was a big question about you know yes you actually should be vocal about these things but you should be vocal about things in a particular like at that time in that space it was a very nobody would have stuck up for her mm. does what I'm saying you got to basically rally you got to rally the troops in a way in a particular yeah. way like and then it just didn't work and I just felt like it was just there's always this message that needs to be said and it's just like why can't like there's just there's levels to kind of like developing that and showing that as a thing so I don't know if that's just it she wasn't nuanced at all I feel yeah. like her character is just a yeah. hot yeah. piece like she's hot and she has GCSE wokeness at that I wouldn't say that but yeah but there is no depth Mm. and I think that's what's lacking it's not a wholesome show it's about a young woman who just needs to level up Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I I also I mean when that happened I wasn't surprised to be honest that's true when they see us Um, I haven't watched it and I don't think I'm going to Um, I will I think my cousin watched it the other day Mm. and said like it was really great these watch but I just feel like I, I'm just really I understand the story I read up the story I mm-hmm. knew what was happening um, with it I just didn't feel like it was something that I wanted to lend much of my time to I mean, and I, I love Ava DuVernay I love all her work I love what she's doing I just I just don't really want to have to watch another show where black men in particular are being or were just categorically arrested and mm. put into prison when evidence was showing that mm. they were clearly innocent with mm. the thing and you know what I mean and all the trauma that they had to go through in order like in the, the press and the media and mm. then even even them lots president was out here talking about <laughs> death, the, 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 yeah. the death penalty and it should come back at the time and all that stuff and I'm just like you know what it's not something that I really want to see Hmm. personally yeah. but I'm not saying I want to watch, watch it, it because I quite no, I mean I, I just for information I actually don't know much about it yeah, okay. and so for me the central it's, part five it's, it's, yeah it's something that I think I need to watch I think prob- I'll probably read up on it before just so I'm clued up and the sort of cinematic stuff don't really take away from the main message that's what I want to do so I do think I want to watch it I've had I also have had loads of people tell me to watch it 
how important it is and sad, mm. but apparently it has a good ending. Yeah. So I hear it has a good yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the ending's positive, but... Yeah. Um, it's only four episodes. The, they were, like, exonerated, so, mm. yeah. yeah. And apparently, Oprah interviewed them, and I think that interview is, back, is on Netflix as well. Yeah, oh, okay. However, apparently during the time, Oprah was also saying that they should they should be going to prison. And so it's quite interesting. I wonder if she ever apologised for that. Um, but obviously I haven't confirmed this. It's something that I've like, I've heard someone yeah. post online and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Very interesting. Yeah, so if that was the case, then very messy. Um, okay. But yeah, so I think I'm going to watch it when they see us. Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should watch it today. Like, I don't have things to do. <laughs> and oh God, okay. I'm sorry, before, yeah, we, um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Go for it. Go for it, okay. Um... <laughs> Guys, so obviously this is the final Dem Thrones. Because <laughs> we were on a break before the final finale. Yeah, but Ugh. Alex, what was that? So Dro- <laughs> Drogon needs all the awards because that performance... Symbolism! Was, uh, <laughs> that performance was stellar. Needs the Emmys, needs the Oscars, needs the best category of mythical creature in a film. Industry, best act, best leading, supporting. Leading, I felt depth there. Depth, depth. All that training. Oh, honestly, he really did the damn thing. He did what D and D could never do this with these other thing. characters. This so our thing is, I actually am not really mad at how the Starks ending was because I feel like they deserved to win. My girl Sansa Stark, as part leading power of the Sansa Hive yeah she deserves to be Queen of the North mm. but tell me why and I know why you know D&D are working on a new series right now and they really wanted to leave their contracts um, but obviously HBO didn't want to let them go so they were like okay wrap it up I think it's Star Wars that they're going to do or Star Trek yeah, I'm not sure Star it's yet. Wars I think it was Star Wars yeah and so cool but why did you do that because there was no imagination. One, Aegon Targaryen, i.e. Jon Snow, That this whole series, even in the books, has always been about J, sorry, L plus R. No, sorry, what's his damn mother's name again? Liana. Liana. Yeah, Li- yeah Liana, L plus R, sorry. Mm-hmm. Rhaegar. It's been this thing that's been the undercurrent. Who is Jon Snow's mum? Who is Jon Snow's dad? Who is Jon Snow? And you are telling me that that whole line could have... That whole plot device was not needed. As in, it did not add up to anything. Nope. Outside of that, tell me why. Arya, also bad bitch. Like, oh my God. Hero of Winterfell. First of all... Westeros. Sorry. Hero of Westeros. (laughs) Everybody would have had their dance done had she not done her skedaddle, skedaddle. Battle of Winterfell, in my opinion, was one of the best episodes in television history. In television history. That's getting an Emmy, definitely. In television history. Can't not. Was it not fantastic? That whole... The beginning, where there was silence for like a few minutes. It had me on the edge. I felt physically sick. I was like... My hands, I was doing baby auntie. My hands were on my head like this. I was like... like, ah. I was like, no. Honestly. And when... He raised them all up again. So you've mean I've been fighting for 40 oh, minutes, i.e. more than a few minutes in, in yeah, the actual, you know. And they're rising up again. Yeah. When our sis, good sis, Layana, came back up after she done killed this damn giant. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you mad? I was like, no, no, babes. At that moment, I was like, I literally went, no. oh shit. Yeah. No, personally, that episode was one of the best episodes in television history. I think, I'm so sorry. I know I cussed you out a lot. I know I'd said that you should have died. I'm sorry. <laughs> How, however, it's because I didn't know your purpose. And clearly your purpose was displayed. But tell me why you have had three, no, four seasons of training to become an assassin, to become no one. You come back to Westeros and all of a sudden you come back to Winterfell and you're all about family. You come, we killed the Night King. You killed the Night King. And then you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go and explore the world. Okay, not, I'm Christopher Columbus. I don't think we've, I don't think we've, we've given her enough reason. Are you okay, sis? No, because like, she, I'm like, she came back, she did no. the team with the, with the Night King. And then and again, what? And that, then that, she, that didn't even have enough time. I guess because the Night King, the whole Night King thing, it was dumb to the thing. But anyway, so she, an episode, she really? Yeah, and then she went back down to Westeros to go and kill Cersei. Cersei, and then that never worked out. Then she was like, "Okay, cool." She got an Uber, <laughs> an Uber what, ship, an Uber ship. Oh, she got the horse. Remember when the horse yeah, came? The, yeah, the and then the horse. next day, with the next episode, where's the horse? We don't know. Like, what? What was the point of that whole know, scene? There's a, there a lot of things that were just. It was rushed, and it was like it was all of that. Game of Thrones, right? The one thing I love, I have always loved about Game. Thrones is there is no waste scene. There is no conversation that is of waste. Mm-hmm. There is no conversation, no scene, no character that does not serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. There were scenes in this whole season that were pointless. Mm-hmm. As in, what do you add to the arc? Brian, our good sister Brian has become Carrie from Sex and the City. <laughs> Come to do, and he died protecting his queen. XOXO, gossip girl. <laughs> Bitch, what? Are you okay? Yeah, I was like, nah. Well, you know I think the funniest thing about this season was the memes that came. From oh, it. I, I think <laughs> Dem Thrones, hashtag Dem Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> I was dying. I think like this is just everything. But you know what? I I was not mad at the result. I was not mad at um the the, the, the council that. that was around at the end. And my, my man from River, my man from River, what's it called? River uh, Run. Not, not River Run. He was from um, the Vale. Look, oh. Drinking his protein shakes. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> like, he was, sitting, he was sitting there. The like, Irene boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're, I was like, okay, so you're out here being a big man sitting there. I was there mad at the ending because I just don't feel like, I mean, I love the ending. I love that the Stugs won. That's what I loved. Yeah. Because they deserved it. The whole, like. That journey. They needed yeah, they, they needed a win. And I'm so glad because, but also, Bran as king, personally, Makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Because your people have really come to t- tell you, oh, you know, you're now like the head of the stock and you've come to do, I could never be a king. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> you go down, you go down no. to Westeros, no. to, to the King's Landing, and then. But he knew, he knew that he couldn't. I know. He knew that he couldn't be King of Winterfell because he of, was going to be king because, of no not even that because he knew what Sansa had sacrificed and done no that's not it no I feel like it was because the thing is like he couldn't turn around to Sansa and be like oh, I will be king now and she's like, <laughs> I've, Sansa, she's like, she's like Sansa I've, would have had to so, accept it so I've been down to, I've been yeah. down to flipping King's Landing I've been raped I've seen my dad killed I've lost yeah, my sister I've died. lost my brother yeah. lost my brother lost my mother and like I mean I've lost all of this stuff you've been in a wheelchair in Went Winterfell, just, just chilling. Yeah. I've been through a whole journey <laughs> up and down. You're trying to come tell I mean, me. I mean, the nor he, he hasn't been chilling. He's okay, been through a lot, you know. Been I mean, lot. I'm thinking like if Sansa's at the back of Sansa's mind. Yeah, she's cool. I get that, but and I love that Sansa didn't even bow down to his own, her own brother. So However, like, it just 
I mean, the one person that won here is Catelyn Stark. She's up in here. Did you see that um, video? It was like, <laughs> Catelyn Stark. Catelyn Stark knowing that she, one of her sons is the king of the five kingdoms. Yeah. So, six the six kingdoms. kingdoms. And the uh, daughter is the king the, the of the north. Yeah, I was literally like, oh my. And you just see her like flicking her hair. Like, it's just the character, just like in various yeah, yeah, places. Yeah. And it was the best thing ever. No, the, the memes, the gifts, all of it. I commend you, Dem Thrones. Always be there. However, this was not it. This was not the ending. Personally, for me, it was it was not a good season. I think yeah, it, was it was their not. weakest at Bar um, Battle of Winterfell, mm. which was the best episode. I think Battle of Winterfell peaked the whole season and it was like the, everything, everything from else. there was just like, what also, Yeah, was? and one thing I remember saying is Game of Thrones for me has always been about all of, like the politics and the dialogue, the story, the story but also the, the deaths, right? We look for, and thing is, this whole season we were like everybody's about to die yeah. tell me who of importance died that died with Vim that's true first of all but some had to remain yeah some did have to remain Cersei and Jamie's death was the most ridiculous thing they made Cersei a victim in the end she was come to do tears don't let don't let don't let me die Jamie don't let me and my boy baby die and all you had to do was step to the right and the rubble wouldn't have taken you <laughs> <laughs> still a drawing or someone yeah, be like if only they were here <laughs> but it's just it's rubbish because I'm just like we have been waiting seasons for to your see, death to see Cersei die and she died like that and somebody just brick just fell yeah and you just died yeah nah and also jo- Jamie's character arc was so superb the fact that he was fighting light and darkness shady loves his sister but also his sister's mad and he even knows that and you're just gonna run back like yeah yeah sorry cersei i'm I'm a bad person he's hateful he's hateful but he's not because this whole journey wouldn't have cersei's hateful yeah yeah so boy you know what we look there creating obviously loads of other things yeah i'm looking forward to those because obviously i don't i don't i haven't read it i'm not sure whether i will at this moment but yeah. I will read them but I'm not at this moment I don't yeah. think I can but Please, I'm, looking, yeah. I'm looking forward to the lore like because I, I in listening when I listen to the um, first book and whatnot, I like the storytelling it's is fantastic it's, amazing. A, it's a world that but, is unmatched yeah but yeah. I feel like it's um very interesting like the lore that comes with it and all that stuff so it'd be interesting yeah. to know where the, the origins of the first men and all that stuff oh that um, it would be phenomenal and also please George mm-hmm. I need you to finish off Game of Thrones in the book version and give us a better ending because this was trash and we are not here for it mm-hmm. so we need the winds of winter and a dream of spring and we need it to be you lit need two books yeah there's oh, two wow, more books two more books wow and you know how thick they are <laughs> and he come to, to write fire and blood <laughs> You're giving us like encyclopedia when you should be giving us the story. Yeah, Are you okay? That's true. Like, that yeah. That's true. That is true. That is true. That is true. That is true. But you know, the, the funniest scene I, I end on this was when when Cersei <laughs> Cersei had to like shuffle around the the, <laughs> the brothers. I forgot what it was, the hound and the hound click uh, sandal click game. The, 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 the game brother. Yeah, the hound and the mountain. The hound and the mountain, and then they were but they were fully just not focusing on her. She's like, "You are my like." <laughs> what did she say? Something like, "You're protecting me," and then she, then he just killed off the um, the hound. <laughs> Like literally dashed the hand across. Not even that. What's what's his name? No, the hand was um, what's his name? Um, oh, I mean, like the, 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 the no. Yeah, the the, 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 the the hand was really coming to him and be Cuban. like, yeah, it's really coming to him to be like, he's like, you no, are. No, no, no. just went. <laughs> I, I remember tweeting. This is the most an apple death I've ever seen. <laughs> the death. And, and then, then, then Cersei was like, Cersei was 
he just went, I'm gonna take myself. Oh my god! Take myself downstairs. Uh, he lit- she literally was like, oh, oh hell no. Yeah. And I remember, I remember just that that whole scene to me. I felt it. Yeah. Just I'm gonna take myself outside of this mess. Ooh. I okay. don't need this. Goodbye. Okay. She was like, I'm not even trying to negotiate. I don't care about your safety. I don't care about my safety. I bye. If you're coming, if you're going, then go. Yeah, then be be going. <laughs> be going if you're going. <laughs> so she was like, okay. she was like, okay. That, I'm gonna gather my, my, my things, my belongings. My spirit animal in that moment. Oh. I, I'd have been like, <laughs> just, minding my damn business. If you guys want to fight like yeah. Harry Potter and Voldemort, <laughs> do what you gotta do. Fall down do, the side do you know that um, that gif of that guy in the car? And he goes, <laughs> and then he gives him the eye. <laughs> That was, it. that was exactly what Cersei yeah. was doing. She was like, no, yeah. I'm going to die in the crypts. <laughs> I can go down these stairs. Um, but yeah, low key. I, I, in the beginning, in the moment, I was like, oh, it's not too bad, guys. And then having thought about it, nah, it was pretty rubbish. Yeah, it was. Pretty rubbish. So that's them friends. We look forward to the new, um, the new series of whatever it is. And I'm just hoping it's not D&D. But even though they are really, really good at what they do when they've put their mind to it. Yeah. But obviously they didn't put their mind onto this. Yeah. Mad. So anyway, guys, that's the end of the show. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Emails at mercylit at gmail.com. That's the one. Um, and we're, um, on Twitter, you know where we're at. On Instagram, you know where we're at. <laughs> Mostly uh, lit at Mostly Lit Pod. You can catch us individually. Me at Raifa Rafiq on everywhere. And Alex Reads. Google me. <laughs> Joking. Okay. Um, no, yeah, Alex Reads on Twitter, Alex Reads Instagram. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here. Out I'm here out solidarity for Sudan, definitely. Yes. Um, yes. Absolutely and unequivocally. The world is. In just, ugh. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Shout out to everybody that's doing that's making amazing and creative efforts. Make sure you guys cop your tickets to um, seeing us at the London uh, Podcast Festival. You don't want to miss this one. Yeah, you don't want to miss this one. So, this is the one that you don't want to miss. (laughs) But I know you're probably like, "Mm, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) We're telling you that for free. We're telling you that for free for now. (laughs) Okay. Because when the damn things happen now (laughs) and it sells out. And you're going to be complaining. That is your own. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't hear nothing. It'll be mute. It'll be quiet. We so. won't even respond to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yes, that'll be that. Um, shout out to everybody. It's above shout me now. Shout out to everybody. It's above me now. It's been fun. Oh, guys, did I tell you I went to Miami and I turned 26? Oh, yeah, you did. You I did, did that. that. I did that. I did that. Did guys, that. it was... The most amazing trip. All I can say is that I'm a changed woman. Shout out to the Wind Collective. Honestly, amazing. Um, I just be going to all their troops. They're going to Marseille and I'm going to be there. <laughs> um, but Fantastic. Yeah, phenomenal. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys and hearing from you guys. And you can catch us next week.